0: The flyover state sports show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language in adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? If thirty okay, if thirty-two degrees Fahrenheit is zero degrees Celsius, I don't like where this is going. Does that mean zero degrees Celsius plus zero degrees Celsius equals sixty-four degrees Fahrenheit?
1: Means you know how formulas work? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this I mean this is like algebra. Are where, you like, look at me so and tell me that I'm
2: wrong?
3: Yes, I'm here to tell you. This is below your baseline, on. Beans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm here to tell you that yes, that's not how formulas work, and no, that would be like two zero if that makes sense. I, uh, I, I don't. Whatever. No, yeah. go fuck yourself. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I. You, you replace you replace zero with x, or you made you basically made x equal to zero and then added x to x to like justify whatever. But the second it, X
1: could be anything. It could be anything. It's X. Um, I don't uh want to take Bean's thought-provoking I, moment thunder, but when we were talking about hurricanes earlier, it did bring up this question to me. Um, would we would we view hurricanes differently if they were squares? What do you mean? <laughs> like <laughs> like mean, not circles? It's less dead. No, like, like hurricanes are circles. Like, objectively, yeah. a hurricane is a circle. If a hurricane was a fucking square, like moving on the radar and everything, would we view them differently? Like, yes, we we view them as no, square, I would think like,
0: wow, that's like, square. That's gonna really do some yeah, damage. No,
1: like I think that we wouldn't respect hurricanes as much if they were squares, is what I'm saying.
0: I'm moving so, this on. As you're told,
1: we're
3: we're leaving this topic. Both of those were very interesting. Chew on them at your leisure.
1: Um, I'm not going to sleep tonight now.
3: If yeah, your hot take? My hot take.
1: Been? Um, I, this, I make this one quick. I'm just glad that we figured out that, uh, Joe Brady really was the problem in the Carolina offense. I'm glad that we got rid of him. And now he's at Buffalo, an offense that's obviously not working and like just not humming whatsoever. I'm glad that we saw that like terrible organizations are making good decisions as always. So I just wanted to point that out there and actually uh, throw back to our first podcast where I defended Joe Brady, who then w- went to the Buffalo Bills, who are now uh, doing great. Sorry. Yep. And Carolina is not. So
0: Hey, that's, that's my guy. That's right. right.
1: Don't, don't talk yep. Even even Chris McCaffrey can't get bailed out of the shittiness. Uh,
3: my hot take is dual. One, OBJ said we should play on grass fields because that's why Sterling Shepard tours ACL because turf um don't know about that i'm not a doctor but we should be playing on grass because he would grass tear moves.
1: his acl sleeping in bed
3: that's very true my <laughs> second my this is a hot take disguised as a uh, thought-provoking moment i had a burger this last friday and it had a jalapeno jelly spread a habanero aioli and ghost pepper cheese and it was hot as fuck but delicious where was that at it was called i think it was called the pennant in topeka where the peanut i can't remember i think it's called the pennant it was good it was like too hot it was a little bit too hot if it was like slightly less hot it would have been very enjoyable but is it by the campus probably i don't know no it's, like, know, on a road that's, it. like, bricked. So, like, it's nice and gentrified and everything.
0: Oh, uh, you might be – is that by Washburn? I don't know. Anyways.
3: Anyways, that burger was good, and it was hot. Um, would try again. Definitely have water on tap. <laughs> Her fries rust. Here's how I knew the burger was really hot. I, like, ate a fry, and it was hot, and, like – i didn't taste the fry i just tasted heat because the fry was hot and it was like oh this is not great (laughs) beans what's your hot take we've lost Um,
0: i don't have one (laughs) i thought i'd have one by now but i don't uh zero degrees celsius plus zero degrees celsius should equal 64 degrees fahrenheit and i am here to stand on that hill and on that note we're done here ladies and gentlemen (laughs)
3: <laughs> okay well we're not done gavin gavin drew the state of florida dude you can't tell hurricane. me that's florida
0: that's not florida man that's pretty close to florida dude not from this angle
3: gavin gavin is muted gavin, himself, gavin you're on mute. trying to argue that a square hurricane is not as cool he did not draw a square hurricane though he drew a rectangular that's hurricane. not even florida
0: florida doesn't bend that way what do you mean, Florida? No, it's because, because the way.
1: fucking camera's backwards, okay? I can't, you know, like, <laughs> like sorry you're looking yeah. in a mirror. Like, watch the
3: episode. You didn't like even draw mirror. the keys, you idiot. But, Cuba's right there, too. You didn't draw Cuba. You didn't draw Puerto Rico. You didn't draw... The- his Nobody cares on. about
1: those states. They're just going to lose their tents and make
3: new they're ones. They're not states.
0: There are speci- three countries in the territory. Whatever.
1: They're like tent villages are gone. Then there will be new tent villages. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if I were to see something that was marked at a dollar and another thing that was marked at 99 cents, I would probably buy the thing. I would probably buy the thing You'd at a dollar just for, just, just for convenient purposes because <laughs> it's a dollar.
3: <laughs> Dude, how many times do you tell people? To, like, keep the change? Oh, dude, like if, if, it's like anything, like if it's anything... If buying, like, something that's, like, $5.95, and you hand them, like, six bucks, like, are you telling them to keep change, or are you keeping the nickel?
0: If it's over a quarter, I'm taking the change. If it's under a quarter, I'm telling them to keep it. There's no point.
3: Wow, you're you're fucking giving them 24 cents? Yeah. They're, God, they're just that's a lot of... Jesus, Beans! that it, you are just, you are honestly more I'm gonna say this than this.
0: i am if the if the if it's just quarters like if it's like 75 cents 50 cents you know a quarter i'm cool with that if it's like an, a weird number like you know like i don't know 11 or 15 or even like maybe even 33 i'm like no, no it's that that's not even
2: cool like just keep it No, yeah.
0: what? <laughs> yeah, oh, no,
2: how I'm,
3: much Beans, how much money have you given away in your life?
1: So so beans. Pro tip throw all of your change that you don't want into this jar, and then after a while that jar will eventually get full because it's a set volume. And then when that gets full, you hand it to your bank and then they take that fake money and they give you real money in exchange. It's awesome. <laughs>
3: It's, no, I have a, it I have one of those.
0: If you give away ten cents every, if you give away ten cents like every purchase that okay, you but make, the, how often do I pay with cash? Though that's the thing. Though when people say that, like I don't pay with cash no, very I pay often. With cash, I do consider quite a bit. No, I don't pay with cash because to me, cash isn't an asset. Like if I have fifty dollars, cash isn't an asset.
3: <laughs>
1: that's a quote graphic.
2: <laughs>
0: no, cash isn't <laughs> so an so asset. I have, like, I'm out. If I have five hundred dollars in my bank account and fifty dollars in cash in my wallet, I just have five hundred dollars. Like I don't have five hundred and fifty dollars. No, what, what the fuck are you
3: talking about? Bean, give you, me whatever that's... money you have in your Wait, wallet. Because, have you ever tried have you ever been denied cash? No, I've been offered okay, cash okay. But like what beans, if you walk up to any motherfucker and trying to buy shit and you offer them cash, they're gonna take it. You walk up to no, any motherfucker like, and try to swipe a car. But you I would rather like like a strip club with a fucking card. Like there's
0: nowhere to swipe it. Like you're done. I just don't I just don't carry cash on me. It's like just inco- it's it's an inconvenience. purpose. you're insane. you're arguing that you twice. don't think cash an asset, which is fucking stupid. No, I don't I don't think it's like anytime I get paid in cash like if somebody like I do a project and it's like $300 instantly it goes to the bank. I don't keep it. Like, there's no point because like I have a card for that reason.
3: Beans. Gavin, yeah. Gavin. But like the cash is an asset because it makes your bank account go up. Means you're looking
1: at life the wrong way. This is an asset. This is an asset. This is an asset. <laughs> oh my Every, God, everything that you have sitting around you is an asset.
3: Blink twice. If you're in danger. He needs very anti fiat money. Beans, like, no, I'm just. Does just Lauren know you, like, that you think like this? Oh no! But okay, that's good. Well, don't you're tell an her anti- to fucking listen to this. She'll think you're an idiot.
0: <laughs> no, she's gonna listen to it. And she's gonna fucking smack me on the head and say you're a fucking idiot. You know you <laughs> you a a that? Your you you're like. <laughs> No, the thing is, like, I have, I, I legit right now, I have a twenty and like a couple ones in my wallet right now, and it'll probably sit there till the end of time.
3: Yeah, I mean that's good because if your card ever gets fucking like broken, then you have twenty dollars you can
0: spend. No, like, I, like I said, I if I have five hundred dollars in my bank account, fifty dollars in my wallet, All I I'm don't gonna have say that if fifty dollars. Fu- if someone
3: steals your fucking
0: card. And you cancel just, it, I was just call. you. are gonna wish you had it.
3: fucking cash on hand. Like, not an idiot.
0: I mean, I keep emergency cash, but I don't count that. Like, it's not oh, like, oh, yeah, that's it's not gone in- acid, though. No, it's not in my life. Like, it, there's no point to it. Like, I'm not gonna use well, it. Once it comes into your life, then, you know, it's gonna fucking mean something for an emergency.
3: But Beans is a very, very hard worker, and I do want to thank you, sir.
1: Wait, wait, Beans, 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 question. So, you know that game that children play where they put the squares, the different circles into the matching, different shapes into the matching holes in their, like, children toys, right? Yeah. So if you took the square part and you cut it diagonally and then put it back together and try to push it through, would it then not fit? No. Because it
3: got bigger. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go to hot takes. (laughs) Just just asking questions. Can we we even top that? Like, is there anything to even do with hot takes? No, I'm going to really struggle to go back to,
1: like, anything resembling, like, um, sports or, like, meaningful hot takes. Uh, so if anybody has anything that's completely off the fucking wall, now's your time. Uh, this is your
2: moment.
3: Um, apparently, cash
1: isn't an money. asset, is taken. Um, yeah, cash isn't <laughs> an
3: asset, is absolutely taken. Means you're precluded from doing another, fuck- doing a hot take this week for that take alone. <laughs> like, you are barred, starred, and barred, Confederacy. But he has a job. <laughs> They give it pay they can pay you in cash, Jesus. They even pay me cash. You think Jean says he doesn't want the fucking cash because it's not an asset when they pay him? (laughs) Don't work
1: because they pay you. They pay me in cash. I just love what I do. That's funny because I tell them that every
3: day. All right. Um God, what do I even <laughs> want to do? I'm I'm gonna keep topic, But not
1: uh Uber on topic. So for those that don't know, uh oh. last week my impenetrable and indestructible Honda Civic um decimated a raccoon in an Oklahoma drill going 80 miles an hour down the interstate. Um the only fatality was a quarter of my bumper, actually and a raccoon probably <laughs> uh no. All no. of you on Wi-Fi. This is what a Honda Civic bumper looks like. Um, so <laughs> if you have one that has the left side, oh my of, it, God. Jesus side Christ
3: of it, you, you really dragged the shit out of that. Um, if you have one
1: that's connected, let me know because my car doesn't have one that's connected.
3: <laughs> Bro, um, just it.
1: long story. I hope you'd like tweet a picture of that beans with my uh <laughs> bumper, me holding my bumper in my living room. Um, but, uh, so long story short, I figured I'm an engineer. I'm smarter than buying another piece of shit bumper. So instead I bought a piece of shit pickup to replace the piece of shit bumper this weekend. Um, the actual hot take here is that I think people that like, say they know how to drive stick as like a sign of pride and like sign of like, you know, I'm a man cause I can drive like a manual transmission. I think you're a fucking idiot now because I bought a, I bought this truck this weekend, and um, I just knew it was a 1989 Ford. It had uh, 77,000 miles on it, had good tires, good engine, good transmission. After that, I kind of didn't care because at that point it runs and that's all that matters. Um, I got in and then figured out it was a manual transmission. So I was like, you know, <laughs> darn it, like this sucks. Um, but I'll figure it out. So I proceeded to spend the next hour, like driving back in a normal thirty-minute drive, figuring out how to drive a manual transmission. Point with that being, like, if I can do that, like, why the fuck do people use just like being able to drive a stick shift as like a sign of pride? When like I've never driven one in my life, I just kind of like hopped yeah, in a truck and
3: real blooded Americans, Gavin.
1: I have uh, just generally can confused that that's a sign of pride for people that people are like proud of themselves for doing this just like like i overconfidence set in just like immediately like i got this worthless fucking bumper sitting in my living room now i don't even like have to use it it can just chill out the honda civics radiator feels like or the honda civic feels like i'm driving a fucking fridge now because it has zero (laughs) aerodynamics it is just like a box going down the road The, like, coolant line sticking, like, the coolant line from the radiator is the furthest thing in front of the vehicle. So if I was to hit literally anything, the first thing that it's going to hit is, like, the bloodline (laughs) of my vehicle is going to get speared into the second raccoon that I fucking hit.
3: I can't believe a raccoon did that to your fucking bumper. Jesus fucking Christ. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. My bumper did it to the raccoon. That raccoon is fucking gone. All right, so that this <laughs> bumper, this motherfucker, right, Jesus Christ, heavy. he
3: did his fucking job, okay? This is oh, right. my God. That thing <laughs> Just is so that right.
1: <laughs> I get gas mileage.
2: Oh,
3: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dog, to all everyone listening on Apple Pod and Spotify, I you, you gotta go back and watch this last couple of minutes, man. Oh my fucking Christ! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen movie cars? We uh, should talk
2: like this, right?
3: Dude, right okay. There. All I'm gonna say is hitches and shambles. They took that dude like a fucking month to learn how to drive manual.
1: Oh, <laughs>
2: I, I, I was
3: making yeah, I was making fun of him
2: for that earlier. Oh my
1: yeah, gosh! That's, yep. This uh, this my that's my bumper. Um, that's my hot take. All
3: right, we're we're ending the show. It's it we de- it doesn't we, get any better than this. we can't we uh, Gavin, can't. Is your, Gavin, does your bumper have any last words? Help!
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bye, Merch. That's all we
2: got, folks.
3: Um. <laughs> all right,
1: I, Apparently, the children that make these motherfuckers over in China ask for a lot of money because these are even expensive at shal- salvage yards over here, which is bullshit. This is just fucking plastic, but that's okay. Oh my god, this is so It's got a logo on it. It does have a well. Yeah, well, I can't get my finger right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. I can go. Th- I can go through the
3: mouth too. That logo. <laughs> All right, we're done here. Um, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening to our show today. Thank you to Beans and Gavin for being here, or uh, the bumper for making a guest appearance. Uh, He'll be back. Really they enjoy you guys right uh, purchasing some merch. The description or the link will be in the description of our. It, wh- what's going on? Am I cutting out? No, you're no, good. You you're, you're good still here though yeah fuck You're it fine. whatever yeah the link for the merch will be in our twitter bio underscore underscore f3s underscore underscore f3s um we'll catch you guys later i can't fucking stand this anymore i'm laughing too much uh thank you all again for listening like share subscribe and we'll see you guys on the flip side peace out god bless and see you later you
1: know it and really is super glue is like all that we're missing here truthfully it's like
3: no. Okay. Gavin? Right.
1: Yeah. So I, I think we've uh, pretty much covered that. NFL media is fucking stupid. And I <laughs> well, hate it. we're NFL. right.
3: They're wrong. Well, speaking of the NFL being stupid, we know that the media is stupid. But the NFL itself, is it stupid? Is it racist with the Brian Flores situation and just everything going on kind of socially within the NFL in terms of hiring coaches? So, fact or crap,
0: guys, the NFL is racist, stupid, or both. <sighs> Eric B- – okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to add one comment in here. Eric enemy should have every right to be a coach right now. You've gone through 14 interviews and have been turned down by all of them, and it, it, there's no way in hell he should not be a, a, a coach right now. I mean, I get it. He, there's some issues there, um, you know, his history, which I'm, I'm not really going to go into detail of in history, and I'm sure that probably – Probably hurts his situation, and I, I I just don't get it why he's not a coach right now. He he should be in that spot. How is he not proving it? Well, so,
3: to piggyback off of that too. Sorry to cut you off, Gavin, but there's a report. It's from Mike Florio. So who knows? Mike Florio is wrong about ninety percent of things.
0: Throw at the wall and hope it sticks.
3: Yeah, no, Flor- Florio is pretty much you know. A, yeah, Florida is a bad source. He's the he's the worst good source or yes. the best bad source, whichever one you like best. But he said that Eric B. contract is set to expire, and uh, we don't know if he's going to stay. Like I, I heard that there might be thing. a potential
0: for a one-year deal with him. I, I think that's like, all right, you got one year to get this figured out, and then we're just going to have to let you walk. I, I, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> –
1: Wait a second, are you talking about giving the dude that's been at the helm and I understand Andy Reid to been at the helm of one of the NFL's best offenses over his time
0: in Kansas City needs a prove it deal? I exactly, I don't get it either. And I, I think Eric if Eric Bieniemy wants to stay, I okay, here's my opinion. I think that Eric Bieniemy and 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 Andy Reid sat down for a cheeseburger one night. And or pizza. I don't know. I I know Andy Reid likes hamburger. So I imagine they sat down at dinner and said, listen, Andy Reid told him, said, listen, give me some time and I will retire and I will give you the keys to this Ferrari. All right. Just give me some time. So maybe that explains some things. I'm sure he's trying to interview and trying to find the right job, maybe. But I think he's not in a hurry. I I agree.
1: And that's the one thing about the Biennemi situation that's kind of always been the cop-out when you're talking about, is the NFL racist or stupid or both? The problem where the NFL finds itself is then you get to this Flores situation where Flores, just to catch everyone up on this, was fired from Miami this year and has not been able to find a job. And his problem in Miami was... He was winning too many games when he was getting offered get offered money to lose them, and he was being difficult with an owner that wanted to tank. And he didn't want to do that as the head coach, because that's his lifeline. And then also was tied to wanting to upgrade from Tua to Deshaun Watson, which the, you never know the basis of those quotes either. But regardless, had a I don't know if he had a winning record, but always outperformed the roster that he had you're not really sure what the problem that the NFL finds itself in is the candidates that are interviewing against Flores. You're just not sure what they do better. And it's consistent things like this that the NFL finds itself in where the NFL has to, these owners that are making the decisions, they have to be either racist or stupid. They cannot be one of the one or the other, or they cannot be neither. They can be one or the other. If you're racist, If you're stupid, you're going to make that decision. You're going to make the decision to fire a or hire a worse candidate than the guy that is objectively better in every single way because your process is dumb or because you are dumb as a human being. I think, doesn't that pretty much cover it where we're at?
3: Yeah. Let let me speak on the the enemy situation real quick. I. I know there's a huge stigma around him not calling plays either. I know that that's part of the reason why, and I think that's part of the reason why coaches can be like, oh, well, or owners, excuse me, can be like, oh, well, you know, this guy's not necessarily right for the job. I- if I were Eric enemy I would leave personally. I know that you're in a really good situation right now and everything, but, I mean y- – I wouldn't want to wait around for Andy Reed to decide to retire because why would Andy Reed retire with the freaking Ferrari that is Patrick Mahomes? I mean, Patrick Mahomes is the sports quarterback equivalent of a Ferrari. And like Josh Allen might be a Lambo and you know Joe Burrow might be whatever. But you have one of the, you know, you have the car, right? Like it's the cool car.
0: Yeah, and go to Las Vegas would- and go to Las Vegas and drive with Derek Carr.
3: Well, don't don't speed <laughs> it Las Vegas. We don't need to get into that. But you know, if you're Andy, don't why would you leave? Like what what's the purpose? You can coach for as long as you want and you have Mahomes and the city loves you, you want a Super Bowl here, you can do whatever. And so I don't know if enemy wants to wait around for that because you know everyone thought that Josh McDaniels was waiting around for that. And Josh yeah. McDaniels is now the coach of the Raiders. Yeah, so but- I mean, if I'm the enemy. I, I would I mean I would just want to leave. Like be out of here somewhere else. Because if you prove it twice, then at some point it's gonna be like, all right, well, he called plays here. We we know he didn't call plays in Kansas City, but you know, Kansas City was awesome. This place he went to next was awesome. I get he has some baggage, but for God's sakes, he's done it twice <laughs> if
0: he wants it. Like, let can us have it. I, can I make this comparison real quick? No. Okay. Thank you. Great. Okay. So it's like somebody young trying to get a job and saying you don't have enough experience, even though you have a college degree, many hours of interns, internship hours, you know, it's, I, I kind of see this being the same way, you know, like, yes. Hey, you, you've been here, but you know, like, what about somewhere else? Like, we need you to have more experience. So I, that's where I would compare it is like, you know maybe he just needs more experience. Cause right now he's got maybe none, I mean, he did coach in college, and maybe college is the right setting for him. He is very much an
1: administrative guy. <laughs> the, the problem um, I have with that Beans, when we're talking about Flores is one of the actual candidates that's being talked about against Flores, or at least was for a consistent, for a large amount of time, was Josh McCown. Who- exactly. Okay. Exactly.
3: Let, let me interject here right here because I have something to say about that entire thing. <laughs> I'm going to pick up my microphone, and, Beans, if my audio is too loud, then I want you to stop me. But I need to monologue about this because I'm so tired of the Houston Texans. You know that meme or whatever from The Dark Knight where it's the uh, crime boss and he's hitting the table and he's like, enough with the clown, enough with the Texans. God, this franchise is terrible. Very. I don't know. Again, it's, it's a hot take. It's a weird take. Yep.
1: Moral of the story is unless you're Jameis Winston and just create your own love, uh, like Trevor Lawrence, you need to go find yourself something, some meat shield for the internet.
3: Dude, okay. Uh, One thing about Jameis Winston, I don't know how Jameis Winston has gotten, Jameis Winston's like so unironic, like just in himself. He has done so many stupid things. That I can't believe that the internet is just like forgotten and forgave. Like he he got suspended for like half a season because of a sexual assault charge and people would just brush that off. Cause dude like runs through the uh like pad machine or whatever th- with the running backs one time. He's so freaking. But so you're saying if Deshaun Watson does the same thing, he is okay. I'm telling you, Deshaun Watson gets traded to like wherever. Start to being quirky and funny. The internet literally will not care that he potentially assaulted. 2020.
1: Yep, I I agree with that completely. But <laughs> all right, wait, beans. What is your one? Yep,
3: he has all the right.
0: one. What is all your right. hot take, beans? Okay, so a sandwich cut down the middle is smaller than a sandwich cut diagonally. I think we should end this podcast right here with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: wait, wait a
3: second. I, I can't, can't be wrong. That- I can't believe that this is the hot take that we, like, saved for the end of the show. Yeah, that was very...
1: You should have told us that it was, like, it needed to go first, Beans. You should have stopped it. No, well, prove me
0: wrong. Is a sandwich not cut diagonally... A sandwich cut diagonally is bigger than the one that is cut down the middle. Which one would you put? Like, total sandwich?
1: Beans, I actually think the opposite is true. Really?
0: What do you mean? Like, in terms of total sandwich... Yeah, so, like, if you look at, okay, so if you have two sandwiches on a table, one is cut down the middle, and one is cut diagonally, which one are you taking? Well, the, the one, so, one for one, they're the same size. Like no, 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 no. The no, exact no, no, same no. size,
3: but they're not, the, the, they are the same size. If, it, if it's the same bread, it, they're the same.
2: Can you guys might,
3: hear me? There oh, is let's go. a storm brewing. We have weather talk, everyone. Oh boy! Hi, in Helica. By the way, for those who don't know, this is our national weather service in Brownsville, Texas, correspondent and Helica, yes. Soria. How no, are give you us
1: your today? position title in Helica for the people.
4: I am a meteorologist.
2: <laughs> oh fuck! Okay, that's, that makes sense. That's
4: yeah, no, that's exactly what I am. Exactly what Sam said. and um, Yeah, she works for the, the National Office. Weather Service.
3: Yeah. She's the best
4: of the best. Best of the best. Um, I work for the federal government, so, you know, I got all the secrets.
3: <laughs> there we go. So, you know, the government does control the weather, right?
4: Oh, yes. Yeah. That's what I get paid to do, actually. Your tax dollars change, like, you know, allow me to change the weather.
3: Well, I appreciate that my tax dollars here in uh, Independence, Kansas, are being <laughs> put to good use. It was a seventy-degree day, so I we think know we, that it's not and
1: Hugh Jackson's tax
3: dollars. <laughs> well, like, uh, I think you know for weather talk for this first one, mm-hmm. um, I think it would be interesting to hear about the most interesting weather event that's going on in you know the U.S. or the world or wherever. So yeah, the gorgeous. <laughs>
4: Yeah, so I gathered some things, uh, like when you told me about this 45 minutes ago, <laughs> I gathered some stuff to talk about because I looked at the United States map, and there's absolutely nothing exciting happening right now we have Ooh. a high pressure system over the continental united states um so it's going to be a pleasant spring-like weather for everybody but i have some really cool climatological stats for the northeast kansas area um i don't know if that's where most of your listeners are i would assume that's where most of them are from but uh, i hope hopefully.
3: we just have any listeners to be yeah. quite <laughs> honest <laughs> all six of them live there so
4: all six of them <laughs> um <laughs> So, um, yeah, because today is the first day of meteorological spring. Um, so that's a fun fact for today. But I have some stats from the National Weather Service in Topeka. So because it was a La Nina winter, um, that just kind of describes, like, the weather pattern that happened this winter. It was a very, which you guys probably know, it was a very wet and cold winter. Um, so the average temperature was 48.7 degrees Fahrenheit. And it got to zero degrees on January 2nd and February 4th. Um, precipitation um, was about 1.43 inches. Um, and then snowfall was 14 point8 inches, so it was 0. 0.9 inches above normal. So you guys got four and a half inches on February 17th. And that
3: Oh no, did we lose weather? Oh, though? oh there's no.
1: that government internet coming into play. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll shoot her i uh, I'll shoot her a text real quick.
1: Oh, man, that's OK. We got to uh, figure out if it's going to get cold again here in Kansas. So
3: that was going to be my question is my question was going to be was it going to be nice and toasty for uh, the tournament or hopefully is going to be nice and cold so I can just stay inside.
1: Yeah, we, we can leave her on for hot take of the week uh, and ask her if climate change is real. So,
3: all right. Yeah, okay. no, that works for me. So, um, I I told her that she cut out and that she can rejoin. So, I think we should just um continue on to uh, the show. Do we want to go to Wheel of Misfortune or Hot Take of the Week?
1: Um, while we're waiting on Angelica, let's go ahead and fix a random NFL team.
0: All right, let's. I put like it that on. idea. All right, give me one second here.
1: You got the wheel beans.
3: God, did I lose it? Oh my god. So for this segment, for anyone who doesn't know, um, <laughs> well mainly because we've never done it, we've put uh 31 NFL teams, not including the Chiefs, onto a wheel and we're going to randomly spin it. We have no idea what team to land on. And each of us are going to give two off-season moves and we're gonna completely fix that team, maybe.
0: Oh, okay, it's saved. Ooh, we about lost it. <laughs> that would have been bad, Beans. All All right.
3: Spin the wheel.
0: Who's getting this one? Me. Woo. All right. Spinning. It's still spinning.
3: Edit in some like, you know, wheel of (laughs)
0: fortune. Not wheel of fortune.
3: Uh, Price is right. Yeah. Price is right.
0: All right. We got the Colts. Ooh.
3: Okay. So,
1: I don't give a shit (laughs) that uh, Carson Wentz is a bad leader because he's a better quarterback than we're going to get anywhere else. So, I don't think that Carson Wentz is great, but I think he's just fine. Um, I'm starting to work on a cheap extension for Carson Wentz because I believe – or I guess re- renegotiating would be – I'm not sure how that would work, but he's n- he can't take as much money if he's going to stay – Like a
3: restructure, football. essentially?
1: Yes. So outside of that, um, during the draft, I'm attacking that secondary – We're very good at the linebacker with Darius Leonard. And you got another, um, they have another linebacker there. I'm not sure of his name, but um, I'm fine there. Um, And again, I'm trying to upgrade that edge rushing spot. That defense is good. I'm just trying to make it elite because if you have a quarterback like Carson Wentz, it's what you're going to need. Offensive line is fine. And again, I'm always trying to get depth at the offensive line through places like the draft. But the Colts have a shit ton of cap space. And, uh, again, they're a team that I'm expecting to try and compete just because of where Carson Wentz is and everything. But I do want to ask you guys, because this is a team that's been, like, scrambling to try and fix the problem that Andrew Luck created when he retired, right? Yeah. And they've been basically doing this patchwork, and it's kind of worked, but um, you've always felt like there's, fighting an uphill battle trying to replace Andrew Luck. I from a competitive standpoint and from a business standpoint, I don't want to just cut my losses with Carson Wentz. I said I would try, I would retain him. I would try and run it back this year and just add more talent around him. You need to add a like you need to add a wide receiver around him next to Michael Pittman. I think Michael Pittman's really good. You just need another one. Um, And then obviously you have Jonathan Taylor to run the running game through and everything. Are you guys okay as Colts fans? Put yourself in Colts fans' shoes. I'm asking you. We cut Carson Wentz and just say, like, we need to reset, get that contract off of us, and try it again at the quarterback position because what we're doing isn't working. Are you okay with that?
0: I think you can, but just not not this year. I feel like this is just not the right year to do that.
1: Okay, so basically, write it out with Wentz and do it next year.
0: <laughs> yes, and and then reset next year. And you know, there is a reset period. There, they have the emergent, they have the eject button. They're about to push it, but not this year.
3: I'd argue that Carson Wentz would be fine if you gave him one other receiver that's not named Michael Pittman.
1: Yeah, so. no, I'm. I'm. Well, I don't think Michael Pittman's bad. It's just you're on a run first t- like. Carson Wentz threw for, like, what, 20-something touchdowns and a couple interceptions last year. It's just everybody shits on him because the moments that he is bad is really bad, and he was really bad in the Jaguars game when they needed him to pull him through and get to the playoffs. And, like, that sucks and everything, but you're also a team that just focuses on the running game, and when you focus on the running game, you're going to have a small margin for error. And when you have a small margin for error with a quarterback like Carson Wentz, that's just a recipe for disaster in my opinion. So yeah, I'm, I'm adding wide receivers trying to get a little, uh, philosophy change, I guess would be the the way I would put it. Give me two more weapons. We'll use Jonathan Taylor as a receiver more and just try and open up this passing attack and just try and be a more explosive offense because I, what we did last year didn't work.
0: I saw this on Twitter, uh, Put Naheem Hines uh, at the slot.
1: I'm fine with that. And then you you got to add another like Alan Robinson would be the same type of receiver as Michael Pittman. But regardless, he's an X. He's it would work. Um, what yeah, I, would I feel like, like you need to, more of a slot. Yeah, no, Chris Godwin. If he wasn't coming off of the ACL, like if you could tell me Chris Godwin was going to be healthy week one, I would. That would be a great fit for what they need. You can have. Your big guy, your are 6'4", tall, X receiver, and then you got your slot. And you can even rotate in Naheem Hines in the slot and pick Chris Godwin outside on the other side. So I, oh, right. I think that is a much better approach for the Colts. All
4: hey, right. guys, I'm back.
1: I'm to say,
4: what I happened? Like a, Did you guys hear I, any of it?
3: Government you, internet. We, you cut out after you said that we had a lot more snow than expected.
4: Oh my gosh, I I have so much more to say. I don't know what happened, you know what, my phone went dark, and I, you know, like, you know, the screen went dark, and I think that's what happened, it
3: disconnected me. Well, it's it's disconnected me before, if you listen to any of the podcasts, you would know about (laughs) that. Um, We love to go zero dark 30 on the fellas. Well, you know, I'd like to, like I said, you know, let's welcome back our uh, National Weather (laughs) Service correspondent, Mrs. Malika. (laughs) Yeah, and let's sorry. let's continue with these weather facts in yes. You got more weather well, talk. Beam. Yeah, that We're was a lightning strike. Whenever we say weather talk.
4: Yeah, um, <laughs> so <laughs> I told you, wow. you guys got a lot of snow. Did you guys hear that? There's like a high fire danger on Wednesday. No, Northeast there was Kansas. a fire.
0: There was a fire. Just like yeah. There not was, too there far was. from
4: here. Yeah, so you got you to gotta be careful. You know, don't, you know, watch where you put, like, your cigarettes. Don't be starting any fires. Like, don't be doing that. <laughs> um, it's just low humidity and high winds that kind of spark <laughs> that. Um, so you just got to be careful. Um, but, yeah, like, for Northeast Kansas, there's not, like, a ton going on this week. Um, I forgot what else I said. But anyway, so that's, like, pretty much it. Um, oh, I said that <laughs> – so the offices in northeast, like, Topeka and then, like, Wichita and whatever, like, they're part of central region. I'm a part of southern region. Um, but you guys will have a mock tornado drill. You guys, I know you guys have all already been through them, like, before. But um, oh, yeah. ours is scheduled for March 9th. So y'all will have to keep an eye out for years. And, you know, like, what do you do during a tornado? Whatever. Um, because I think... So, for us, we have severe weather awareness week coming up next week. Um, So, I'm sure like Topeka has, you know, theirs coming up. Um, But so, don't be surprised if you like randomly hear the sirens on like a day where it's like clear and sunny. You're like, oh, that's that's the statewide trainer drill. But yeah, that's that. And then, oh, I also um, remembered that, like, so, you know, you guys, we have severe weather in Kansas. um, But for us down in deep South Texas, um, since I live, or since people don't know where Brownsville is at, Brownsville's like 30 minutes west of South Padre Island. Um, so we have like spring break, I think actually happening this year, like cause of COVID, it really didn't really happen. So, um, Uh-oh. it's going to be, yeah. So I think, you know, we're kind of prepping for that and we've been, um, you know doing like spring break awareness tips and how to stay safe and watch for riptides and because riptides kill a lot of people actually um really? not such a how, fun fact but it's a fact How are um, like
3: how many are we talking like more um, or less than
4: cows i actually saw corpus christi tweet this like yesterday um rip
1: currents over
0: or under of 250 and a half gavin go
1: Um, I'm going to say over because there's a lot of riptide around the world. Oh, that is true. Uh, Are we just basing off
0: of Corpus Christi numbers or Texas? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's That's going to be worldwide.
3: you got to respect. Oh, well,
0: then hell, worldwide. Okay, 1,500 and a half.
3: I I would go over 1,500 and a half because, I mean, you got to think a lot of the people who are at the beach are uh, land folk like us. We don't know how to swim. We've never dealt with a riptide. Okay, so
1: just for reference, cows oh, no. are responsible for twenty-two deaths in the U.S. every year, but just in the U.S. Just and in, India loves cows, so you got to have a lot. Surely, more there's
3: got to at you. least be more than twenty-two in India. I mean, there's just right. way more people and there's way more cows. I feel like.
1: Yeah, you're asking yeah. for problems. So, is there more than
3: twenty-two deaths? From Riptide in the United States, all I know is we just offended an entire billion people. That we <laughs> will never ever listen to this podcast now.
4: I d- I don't know. I'm trying to find it. I let me. Hey Amber, do you know how many like people die from rip currents? Oh, there's like a year. People.
0: More meteorologists. You got, got the whole like, is... weather service.
4: Well, stuff. it's only. We I mean, it's people, yeah. It's Amber and I are. Um,
0: Hello, government tonight.
4: Uh, <laughs> Hello, Amber.
0: I'm gonna say at least. My two. internet's not working. <laughs> it
4: yeah, it's a, it's more than that. My internet's just not cooperating.
0: Oh, so you over have over a hundred
4: s- deaths in the U.S., right?
0: Oh yeah, that was yeah. what oh, my. It so is one. way more than huh. <laughs> I, I, I said the oh. under so.
1: Riptide is five <laughs> times more deadly than your average cow. Wow. Yeah,
4: than I your average cow. Guess. So watch for rip current, tr- Swim parallel to the to the shore if you're in one. If you're you know if you're going to the beach for spring break, but um.
3: Speaking of Jetsy things. How about we talk about the worst coach in the NFL getting extended? Heck yeah, good
1: good for you, Cliff Kingsbury and the GM. <laughs> Neither one of them have done a good job over the past couple years. Both of them get extensions. Well done. I,
3: I re- <laughs> that's got to be one of the biggest f u s middle fingers ever put out to a player ever, and I love it. I'm all about <laughs> no it. Shit. I'm all about <laughs> it. Kyler's gonna be a petty little fuck, and I mean little in every. Si- part of the form of everything because he's fucking short if he's going to be a petty little bitch then i'm going to be a petty little bitch because i'm an owner i'm a billionaire i can do what the fuck i want i got money out my wazoo so i'm gonna just pay the coach that you know fucks stuff up and the gm that fucks stuff up as a giant middle finger to my quarterback saying hey you're not gonna get fucking paid so yep. good for you
0: i wonder what is i'm looking it up right now to see how much it was worth
1: they're just paid. I know they're extended out to like twenty twenty five or twenty twenty six, which is twenty six like,
0: through twenty twenty uh, seven, isn't it? Yeah, twenty seven. Oh my god! Oh,
1: but my that's just gosh. too long. When and and don't get me wrong, this is like the first time that they've made the playoffs <laughs> in a bunch of years, and that's like why they got paid. Okay, like, I get that. I don't want to take that away from them. That roster has just been underperforming the entire time they've been there. Okay, in his
0: time with the Cardinals, what is his record? Do you know what it is? I bet it's not a winning record. It's um, close.
3: I bet it's like two games over five hundred.
0: Uh, well, I don't know how you Three would Two games 20, under five hundred. Twenty four, twenty four, and one.
3: Wow! Ah! So five yep. hundred. Yes, that works. That that's bet that's the best cardinal coach of all time. It feels like
1: no shit, but uh. No. So next story we got here is the uh, just NFL Combine's been going on, and so what gets leaked out since all the NFL people are in one place, you just get kind of like I don't know about you guys, but have you, have you just felt assaulted with rumors and information, most of which is just completely like just retarded? Like you hear the Packers yeah. GM come out and say we haven't got any offers for Aaron Rodgers. And then you hear Denver G- Denver leak out a like trade that they offered like two days later. It's like nobody is, nobody is telling anything truthful here. So why this, is it
0: like This feels like the Super Bowl again when people are just pumping out information to just pump out information. It seems like yeah. now – I don't know if we've been cl- paying closer attention to it more than ever, but it seems like it's been – people are starting to point that out, like it just being more common.
1: It's because it's getting more and – they're searching for stories, in my opinion, harder than the NFL ever has before.
0: Yeah, they're trying – I think and-
3: also, too, like you said, I mean, people are just there and they're just talking to each other. And, like, some dude will probably say something to the effect of, well, I, I heard this and it's from a reliable source and the reliable source is like, the butler for like this GM's cousin. It's that- the water.
0: Yeah. It's the water boys. Yeah. yeah it, it doesn't seem to, it, it's starting to take credentials down a peg. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, Adam Scheffner already gets what most of the NFL media already gets too much credentials. And that can probably be distributed to the re- to all media in this country, but we, we don't have to go that far
0: Yeah, there. That's just, it's, it is a big rabbit hole. you have been to, uh, into pro professional athletics. And it, maybe it's been there, but, and maybe we're just now paying attention to it. Cause we're, I know.
1: mean, like disregarding looking big, just as an example, looking big picture at everything that happened with COVID-19 and the media press around it. It just looks kind of funny where we are now. And the fact that nothing has changed, but uh, like everything's pretty much back to normal now. So speaking of controversy, let's go to the combine.
3: Yeah. The combine somehow was controversial With mainly the two main culprits being one, everyone ran fast as shit. No one knows why. (laughs) And then two, we're apparently making the Combine for TV, even though no one watches the Combine except the people who already watch the Combine.
1: Before we get into like the 40 and the rest of this stuff, like I just want to point out how obnoxious this really was. Um Scott Sky Moore was a player I was like wanting to see if he was gonna be 5'10 or if he's gonna be like Wandale Robinson and be 5'8. And he comes in, Daniel Jeremiah posts that he uh comes in at 5'10, NFL.com posts with the blue check mark that he's 5'10, and that was at like you know 11 o'clock when everybody's doing their measurements. And then I look at the official results at like 3 o'clock before they start testing, and he had shrunk. Down to five, nine and three quarters. So I'm not exactly sure how a definitive height or a measurement like changes or has to get verified. It kind of just seems like you look at a fucking ruler, like, or a, <laughs> you know, it's, this isn't hard NFL. They're,
0: they have rocket scientists trying to prove that down to the exact measurement for these guys.
1: I swear to God, they made the 40 yard dash seem like rocket science.
0: But it they really did. Oh my I God. I mean, it, it they, it, was, it seemed like everybody was running so fast, though, that even like I could have ran like a four, six. Okay. It, it, I, ah. what, so, the
1: main things, the problems that I saw was you have the simulcam with Brees Hall that's like having him definitively in between Jonathan Taylor and Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott. Yeah, which is in
3: between four, three, nine, and. Four four seven, like right,
1: and then you verify the result and say, "Oh no, he <laughs> actually ran just as fast as Jonathan Taylor," which I then, so that's, that's a major not problem.
3: True. Um,
1: then you so the turf was allegedly new, which apparently can affect it, but I've never heard that affecting it in the past. And I, I'm calling
3: cap on that. I, I yeah, feel like that is just the most bullshit thing I've ever heard.
0: You know, yeah. but. Let's let's have these guys run on natural grass now. Let's, let's let's see it then.
3: I also just don't think
1: that new turf is gonna like affect it that much. Oh, I if-
0: don't know. I don't know. In college football, you know, we've had our fair share of shitty football fields, and we've played on grass. You know, terrible turf and really new turf. And I will say, new like- turf gives you just like that slight. Just it's not that much. It's not like you know point. Two, two tenths of a second faster but it just gives you that more bounce and feel compared and, and it's the rubber right. and stuff but I, I get the bounce aspect of it but like we're, and we're and still I, talking
3: about an NFL team's like old bad turf NFL oh no I know I'm, and, and, and I'm
0: comparing it to NAIA you know small and school this football. just shouldn't
1: be the first time that we're hearing about turf affecting a 40 time right I mean
0: we hear it affecting ACLs and injuries and everything like that but it,
1: I guess the, the combine's been going on forever. This and we've been running on turf, new turf, old turf, random turf, Indianapolis in the- turf, turf for the
0: Indianapolis turf for what the past 15 seasons. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: like this can't be the first time we've had new turf. Yeah. So,
1: so, and I actually just heard this today. This was the biggest like concerning thing to me, I guess just about the results in general. So, Um, I'm listening to PFF's Tailgate podcast, and they were interviewing uh, Brady Quinn. And Brady, they're joking about this during the combine because, you know, at this point, everybody's just like, wow, these guys are really fast. And then Brady Quinn says on the podcast, like, hold on a second, because I'm, like, texting these kids' agents to, like, talk to them, and all of the agents are confused that their players are running as fast as they are. And if if an NFL agent is going to say that, like, I... (laughs) I, I don't know how you fuck up 40 time and just like objectively measurable things like you shouldn't have to verify a broad jump. I just I'm amazed that the NFL could fuck this well, up.
0: And and it's, it's not just running and everything. Even like like you said the broad jump, the vertical, like the the verts this year just seemed unreal. People were jumping through the roof.
1: The 40 was the one I had the most issue with. Uh, if
0: you look the, at some of these, if you look at some of these verticals though, some of, uh, some there's of a lot were more
1: incredible. Um, yeah. The NFL NFL Twitter, official NFL Twitter account tweeted out a tweet that legitimately said like the, uh, so the, n- none of the quarterbacks ran. So throw those out. The running back wide receiver tight end, Offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, and safety classes were all the fastest of all time. And so luckily, I'm what I would consider myself a expert in this timing thing considering I ran cross-country and track for six years. And let me tell you, if you showed up to a cross-country course and ran and every single person that ran in that race had a PR that day, it's something with the course, not just everybody having a good day. I don't no. know how the NFL fucked it up, but I can't take the results as legit. Yeah,
3: I don't know. It, it what if those hand times were just right, like for the running back? <laughs> like, the clock. like well, <laughs> no, because think about it though. Like Brees is supposed to be like Brees Hall, for example, that's like one of the ones I remember. He ran like a four-four-four and a four-four-three, and then they simulcast it with Jonathan Taylor, who runs a four-three nine, and Zeke who runs a four. 4- Four seven. Well, what's in between those two numbers? Four four three and four four four. Like
1: right. So he's like, somewhere in between. Like
3: the run- Like, did the NFL just fudge these times? Like, I.
1: Well, then you get into the other thing that you were talking about, Sam, with the combine being a TV event, and I would not put it past the NFL at all. Like, you have. Uh, Chris Olave running a four-two-six, and the Baylor receiver breaking the record, and like Twitter is just going nuts at this point, yes. right? Like, yeah, like, and this is after the first group of wide receivers went, and like you have Traylon Burks kind of disappointing, and nobody really like being that incredible, and like, would it really surprise you if the NFL was like, hey, let's like you know let's jack up these hand yeah, times, let's, let's and gas get
3: these dudes up rating. real quick? Yeah, you know what I think. Um, this is like not going to hot take of the week. I need to make sure my door is locked so that way the mafia doesn't come and kill me. But do you think the NFL would? <laughs> we live in forty we, times in order to like win bets or like for sports betting because I know that Calvin Ridley would. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, seriously though, because I know that I know that this year you could like bet on forty times like in yeah. sports books. So like, is the NFL no, yeah. just out here like? So the well, NFL like does the forty and you have enough unofficial 40 and then you see like where all the money went and then you just have it be a little bit above or below that oh that was
0: and you see all of the the it seemed like social media this year like was really hammering the combine this year granted we haven't had it in a couple years and maybe that's why hey we haven't had the combine in a few years let's let's get these viewers let's get people watching it again and this is how they did it
3: I, yeah, I'm, tell, I'm I'm out here right now. I'm here to say this right now. The NFL rigged those 40 times for gambling. Well, I'm, I'm here to say it right now. They rigged some of them for gambling. The only Calvin.
2: other
1: thing that like was different from previous 40-yard dashes was you had the hand timer start. The guy that was doing it different. I don't know the names. Um, I just knew that somebody had been doing it for like the past 3 decades and now they have someone new which hey, that's still shouldn't got change. Well that still shouldn't change the verified results though.
3: Yeah, like the verified results are you watching it like on a screen and then like counting pixels essentially.
1: Yeah. So but I guess so now that we've uh, determined that these results were completely invalid let's talk about them and try to get some takeaways. So um, I guess let's start with, uh, let's go. The thing that I cracks me, that cracks me up is these college players come in and you know, this guy is six one two twenty, and then he gets actually weighed in at the combine and he's five, nine, 195. There's nobody that bad, but which college, which player that, uh, like did their college lie about the me- measurables, the best in your guys' opinion. Can you so, think
0: it's hand size? Th- <laughs>
3: I thought we all knew that Kenny Pickett was going to come in super small. No,
1: right this, this is one that's like a complete shock beans. Like that you
3: just like, <laughs> what the fuck? You're not even close to what they said. I, I actually have a great story before we actually go into this that relate that completely relates to this. I remember one time in freshman basketball. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, my friend Eli at the time was like 6'2", six, 6'3"-ish six, as a freshman. Probably like 6'2". Probably like I was like 5'8", five, 5'9". And in the program for freshman basketball, we were both listed as six foot, even though there was a distinct, like, six-inch height difference between us. (laughs) (laughs) So this is kind of what we're talking about. My favorite one, though, is my two favorite ones, the two of the most popular ones that are the ones that go to the wideouts. Drake London magically losing two inches off of his 6 foot frame Yeah. And then Traylon Burks needing, you know, whatever 5X, 3X gloves. At Arkansas, the, just does, to have a hand size that was smaller than Sky Moore's five ten ass or five nine and three quarters ass. Excuse me.
0: Does he just have sausage fingers or something happen there? That could
3: be what it is. He could just have like really wide hands.
1: This has to be the Arkansas education system. There's nothing else <laughs> that it could be. Oh, no, like I, if you wanted to tell me that like they just can't count there, like sure, fuck it, because this, I mean, this guy was sitting at a podium the first day and talking about, like, how it was cool, how they had to order special gloves for him, and he's going to run this 4-4 in the 40, and he's, like, making this character that is Traylon Burks, And then, like, the next day, just, like, completely face plants on everything
3: that he had built up the day before. It's like but the bodge. Like I feel like
2: he believed work. it.
3: Oh, yeah. No, we did believe it. Everyone believed it. We were like, oh, yeah, no, this dude's just going to fucking go out there and, you know. Like, he be had the awesome. okay. It's like he's he going go the same as like Garrett Brown. Wilson.
0: Okay. Who has bigger hands? Wandale Robinson or Kenny Pickett?
2: Sure, Dude,
1: Wandale. So, so Wandale's another guy that fits this segment because he was, like I was talking about with Sky Moore <laughs> earlier. He's uh, Wandale's 5'10 at Kentucky. Well, he's actually 5'8, and he had the shortest wingspan of any uh, receiver in combine history, which is just they, awesome. They, like this. Dude's okay.
0: Just tiny. To confirm Wandale has bigger hands. And-
1: okay. So uh, since we're the flyover state sports show and we're talking about Kansas, I wanted to talk about something that uh, most Kansas would understand. And I don't think any of them like to admit, I think that tornadoes get way too much street credit. Absolute like, facts. Yes,
3: okay, I agree no so on. much. Let's. Yeah, I need I need to talk about Mr. Uh, Davis's forty time though, folks. That's what I want to hear from you guys. How does a man that big and that large? Oh, Jordan, oh, Davis. Jordan Davis.
0: Oh my gosh, his
3: how he, does a man that big that large run that fast? He
0: single handedly became the. He is going to be the only defensive lineman taken in the first round.
3: Okay, Line
0: okay. lineman interior lineman, not edge, okay, but interior. Okay, okay. He can
1: play anywhere in the box with that athleticism. No yeah. shit.
0: I think he played like, basketball in high school and like played like a he played pretty good. So
1: No, like that dude can play the same position as Micah Parsons and he's a hundred pounds heavier than him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. That really guy
3: bad.
1: that guy was humming. I've never seen anything and like you know, there's You can just see, like, based on, this is very uh, narrative-y, but, like, just seeing something that big and how big he is relative to just, like, how much space he occupies on the screen, but he's still moving at, like, the white lines on the field are fucking flying by. I was watching it. My eyeballs just were, like, I felt like they were broken.
0: Yes, and it's I cannot believe a guy that size is... Can you imagine, like, if you put somebody in front of him and he lowers his shoulder... No, I mean, like, I mean, imagine rest, being, in, rest a, in peace game to, games to games any pulling, like, rest in peace, <laughs> but pulling to hit, like, to block him. He is no, annihilating you. Fuck that. He's What's the smallest running, running back, back, back in the probably. NFL right now? The smallest running, I would say,
1: or like, just imagine, like, 5'7 Tyler Batty from Missouri yeah. with a solid BMI, but like 200 pounds. Taking a halfback dive and just being one on one with Jordan Davis well, in the hole. <laughs> Clyde edwards alaire is like five nine and two
0: hundred what 50 pounds? <laughs>
1: Jordan Davis is a foot taller than him and outweighs him by
3: hundred and fifty pounds.
0: <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> it's like going against your dad or something like that. No shit.
0: Oh my gosh! That yeah, he is, and like I'm not saying it's an Aaron Donald type situation, but still, that is. I mean, it is. It it really is at that, that type of athleticism. And
1: like the only reason, cause like he, he's the guy that pre combine, you're like, we don't know if he can rush the passer. And we're not for certain, like how many snaps he can play because he just like played a limited role at Georgia. Well then the rest of the Georgia defense, and I have the, just the entire Georgia defense is a stock up here at the combine is that all of those players come out and test really well and then you just like kind of ask yourself, like, well, maybe they really did just have a better pass rusher to put in there for third downs and give Jordan okay. Davis a rest so that well, he could be awesome on first and second downs. I,
3: I know that's true because at one point during the season there was a Florida, I can't remember the dude's name, but he was a Florida State D end and and in Well top thirty. And he was at Georgia, and he transferred to Florida State because he couldn't get on the field. Yeah,
1: that's Jermaine Johnson, and he's a guy that's been rising throughout this process and had to transfer out of Georgia because he would – yeah, no, just like you said, so.
3: Tornadoes are, like, one to two miles wide and, like, are super destructive. But, like, what are the odds your town is in the way of a one to two mile mile wide, like, storm? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and, like, Like, a a hurricane – starts off the coast of fucking Africa and then hits New York City. Like just think about that in the terms of like how- the distance it travels, the how big it is, the swath it covers and a tornado is like a couple counties.
3: Yeah, it will yeah. go across like a couple counties and then it'll like wink up like a lot and of the th- times it'll like touch down, go for like a mile and then go back up and it's gone. And
0: like, then the great like- thing about Kansas, all the towns are so spread out. Most of them just happen in the country.
3: Yeah. Yep. Most of the time it's just your crops that are getting destroyed and that stinks. Like we completely understand that that stinks. But most of the time for most tornadoes, nothing's like in the way of it. And again, yeah. we know there's a lot of exceptions and those but those like the F five tornadoes. Like well, those those are like the really like super tornadoes.
1: You hit the nail on the head, though. It's an exception. Like all tornado, tornadoes in general are just really rare, and then it's also really rare that you get a actually destructive one. You're just extremely I mean, unlucky if that fucking
0: hit your house. I, I remember being a kid and what there would be like tornadoes, and, and like I'm kind of scared because I'm a child, and my dad's just sitting out there, just like, "Yep, that's a tornado." Like, yeah, yeah
3: people people around here just drink beer
1: on their porch and hope you see it mostly understand it yeah Yeah. i would say like what 60 percent of midwesterners just like don't respect tornadoes and that should say something because there's people (laughs) on the coast that like are that just have the thought that if a tornado touches down in kansas that like the entire state is just like
0: gone side story side story before we go into the parting parting words here i remember going to school Shout out to Dub. So we had a we have like a lot of like junior college transfers and all that stuff from California. And a lot of them are great friends. And the first night we have a big storm and everybody's just freaking out. And you're just sitting you can't, like me, me and a couple of my Kansas friends are just sitting there, just like, yep, yeah, this is a thing. And yeah. everybody's just like, oh my God, this is gonna happen. It's like, no, it's not. It's it's just lightning. I'm sorry, it's not gonna it's be not. a thing.
1: And even if it does happen, it's probably not gonna do anything.
0: Yeah, and they're like, oh, you're crazy just sitting out there just watching this tornado go by. And it's like, it's just a really big cloud.
3: <laughs> in, in college, me and this one dude didn't want to go downstairs because in the door it in, in Good Now it's like H it's like five. Oh
0: god, good morning. now is bad. And,
3: and so everyone's like down in this basement. And my friend, we're like, nah, screw this. So we're like in his room. I'm just i I'm like, I'm just talking to him. He's playing like uh oh, uh, what what's the one game? Smite. Smite, yeah, he's playing Smite on his uh, computer, and the RAs combined. It's like, Do you want to move down to the basement? And he's just like, Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they said that like, We're just sitting right next to this window, and it's just like, Yeah, fuck it, whatever. My, my parting words, so let's move to parting words. My parting word is I have a grandmother on the East Coast, and every time there's a tornado in the area, she has to ask me. She calls me about it the next day to make sure I didn't die. So
2: doesn't matter where in
3: like Midwest. Serenate me with your pre-story. And, Hulk, if that game goes final in the middle of anything, please stop us and report the final.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'll make it – I'll
3: time, do the same.
0: I'll just make okay. this quick. So I love baseball and I think you know – I'm big – I love the Royals and think the baseball is America's pastime. And it's sad to see what is happening. Current update, the NFL – or the N- MLBPA turned down the uh, final proposal from the MLB so it might not be happening on opening day. So that's very upsetting. Um, but – I love America's story uh, for baseball, and I think baseball is one of the greatest sports. But I do not think Babe Ruth could play in today's baseball era.
3: Oh, that's facts. And a lot of people
0: people would chop my head off. You know, Babe Ruth had 700 home runs. I'm Um, sorry.
3: Babe Ruth didn't play against uh, African Americans. No, No, dude. (laughs) He literally (laughs) didn't play against half of the Okay. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. And Welcome! To the emergency podcast for the Flyover State Sports Show. There's been a lot of shit that's happened, so let's get right to it. All right, boys. I tell you what. There's been a lot of shit that's happened in the last couple of days. And God smited us for doing our podcast on Monday instead of Tuesday. And a lot of news broke. The most biggest news, though. The most biggest news. Broncos selling out, going for Russell Wilson, fellas. These are big hitters. These are big topics. We need your opinion immediately. What say you?
1: Um, Okay. So first of all, well done NFL. Just in terms of like Tuesday was one of the most just like fun NFL offseason days I've ever had. It was the perfect thing to just like let me not do a goddamn thing productive at work. (laughs) Um, But in all seriousness, getting to the trade – I thought for a franchise quarterback to get moved it was one of the most fair deals that could have like possibly happened cuz it's really difficult when you're trading away a franchise quarterback to you know be on the positive end of that but I really think Seattle did get fair compensation.
0: I I completely agree with that especially with the two first round picks. Here here we'll just go over what Seattle received. Yep. Two first round picks including pick 9, two second round picks Noah Fant, the tight end, Shelby Harris, who is a really good defensive lineman, and uh, uh, some scrub named Drew Locke. And so, in return, uh, Denver got Russell Wilson, and what was it, like a fourth? I think yeah, a fourth I, round pick.
3: I nothing, this pick. Denver, I think mm-hmm. gave up. I don't know if you mentioned a third, but I think Denver also gave up a third somewhere in there. I don't. Did
0: know. they? No, I don't. I don't think there was a third included. But it, it it, that mean, is I, exactly what the Broncos did. They, they, it was a complete sellout for a quarterback. And they, they I think, I think, I think, as soon as word came out that Aaron Rodgers did his was getting his contract, they're like, "Well, shit."
1: Oh no! This had been in the works for like weeks. Apparently, you think, think- so? I think that Aaron Rodgers was never actually going to leave the Packers. I think it was retirement or bust. And Denver had either figured that out or just wasn't interested in getting Aaron Rodgers. But I guess they were okay with the perception being that way because the report was that this deal had been being worked out for
3: almost two weeks. Um, To me, it just feels like, you know, Aaron Rodgers was probably the primary guy. You know, they're sending. All of whatever they want to do to try and convince him, you know, like, oh, look how good our roster is, and like we can talk to Green Bay. And I think they just kind of got tired of waiting. Like, yeah. yeah, is Aaron Rodgers better than Russell Wilson? For sure. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably the best quarterback in the world right now, no matter yeah. what you think about actual talent. Uh, but I mean at some point, if you're Denver, you need clarity free agency is about to start up like if you have the quarterback now you can go sign those cheap vets that want to ring chase
1: yep Now, uh i guess big picture for both of these teams obviously denver gets a quarterback that uh the, the last time that they actually had a quarterback of note they had two super bowl runs with peyton manning um i i know they had one i think they had an earlier one
3: don't quote me on that but yeah, uh they, they lost to uh ironically legion of boom Dominated them in that Super Bowl. I don't forget. I don't blame you for forgetting. Super okay, that's right. That was like 2012, right? And then, in an ironic twist of fate, the No Fly Zone, the predest- or the uh, basically the offshoot of the Legion of Boom, as the new best defense carried Peyton Manning to a uh, Super yeah. Bowl. So, but yeah,
1: but so. I guess regardless. So, um, here one second, beans. So Denver gets Russell Wilson and the entire contract, and like obviously is the only chance that they had to compete in this, like, just insane division now. And Mm -hmm. then Seattle, you get – Seattle's fucked if you keep Russell Wilson. Let's just get (laughs) that – let's get that out there because I don't think either team in this trade negotiation had leverage. It's like Denver needs a quarterback, and Seattle can't win with the roster it has on the contract Russell Wilson has. And they have no draft picks. Like, they're just – both teams were fucked. And I think that that allowed him to find a deal that made sense for both teams. Uh,
0: looking at the cap space right now, from what I am seeing, Denver has still has twenty six million in in their cap uh, available, and I'm trying to look at the Seattle Seahawks, and it's
1: they they don't have they had like one of the least amount of just like assets to play with this offseason to begin
3: mm-hmm. with. Yeah, their their
0: biggest game. their biggest asset right now is DK Metcalf. Or, yeah, yeah <laughs> so
3: it is DK Metcalf mainly because Jamal. Which Adams do you think?
0: Which uh, we'll we'll get now. we'll get back to that later. But I mean, congratulations to the Broncos for getting the third best quarterback in the AFC West now.
1: <laughs> so the, that's the thing here, right? Is uh, if you're Denver, and like I don't know if we can. You could, you could argue that Denver might have the best roster. I think all three rosters are like pretty damn close in strength right now between the Chiefs and the Chargers, and obviously they're going to change pending this next draft. But I, I this seems like a really weird time just because your margin for error is so small in the division you're in to mortgage your future for a quarterback that we haven't seen play a, a, a good full season for more than three years.
0: Well, and I'm curious to see how he'll do with like an actual decent offensive line. I mean, Seattle was like, hey, Russell, you're going to be you're going to be the offensive line and the quarterback. Now Counter, he's going to have
1: counterpoint beans is DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett really worse than the receiving options he has in Denver right now. Well,
0: you, I mean, have you have Cortland you have Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. Um, now you don't, Jerry Judy. and Jerry, don't Judy. Jerry Judy. I forgot Jerry Judy. Yeah, yeah. None, none of those
3: guys. No offense to those guys. None of those dudes are better than Tyler
0: Lockett. And no, no, I I agree yeah. with that. But they're still top. They're still one of the better receivers in the league. I'm not no, saying they're top ten. To a better situation. I'm he, not.
1: I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that. Like, is it really enough that you're gonna? Because like with those. Uh, with the receiving options that he had in Seattle, and I, I agree that offensive line was just straight dog shit. But like, he still wasn't able to play a full season well the last two years at least with those receiving options. I don't know. It's a. I understand you just kind of got to pounce on this with your Denver, but it might be a little riskier than I think it appears to the average Denver fan.
3: So let's pivot from uh, one disgruntled wide receiver to a receiver that's probably now disgruntled.
0: Amari Cooper got traded, folks. God bless it. I'm so fucking pissed at this. Tell me why you're so pissed. For what the... (laughs) Okay, there are kind of two sides to this. A... Just let go of Ezekiel Elliott. The running back
1: is not a No, they they physically can't beans. There like the cap hit is or the dead money that they would take is just more than
0: they See, and they, they they have to sleep in the bed that they have made with that situation, because now Ezekiel Elliott's the second best running back on that team. So what,
1: what, what I hate is why does the media not report it that way? No like, shit. Why why is Amari Cooper the problem here? Amari yes. Cooper is making ten million dollars a year less than DeAndre Hopkins right now. Like Amari Cooper is not the issue. He's widely regarded as one of the best route runners in the NFL.
0: I will. He's the most underrated receiver in the NFL.
3: I mean, is it crazy for me to say Tyler Lockett with like a okay,
0: okay, okay? I that one. I He's the most
3: underrated elite. He is. He he does not.
0: He does not get his flowers. I will agree with that one. But Amari Cooper is up there, too.
3: Yes. No, this
1: this isn't a pooping on Amari Cooper thing. This is a every single NFL organization is a fucking idiot for not sending a fifth round pick. And
0: the Browns won in that situation. Granted, it is the fucking Browns. But how is like the not anybody? And we're a uh, Midwest podcast and support the Chiefs. How is Brett Veach not on the phone saying, here, I'll throw a fucking second round pick for this guy? It has got to be
3: money, right? That's got to be what it is.
0: I know they did take the cap with it, but surely you could have made something work there. The report that I heard was
1: that the Jacksonville Jaguars, this was, and this is very funny for when we get on to them today, but like some other teams and the Jaguars were the other teams interested in Amari Cooper, but the Jaguars didn't want to take, they like wanted basically to split the cap hit with the Cowboys, which is fucking hilarious for what they gave Christian Kirk
3: today. <laughs> Wait, they want to just put Amari Cooper's cap hit so they could just. Oh my God. Yes. So the GOAT is back. And this is bad for everyone except for Tampa Bay. So uh, we're not going to mince words with it. What do you guys think?
1: Fuck family, man. You know, only a month with the family, and you already decide, fuck this. I don't want to raise my kids. That's the woman's job. I'm going to go back and play a man's sport. I think that that's the takeaway that I got.
0: How many nights of pleasure does Brady have to give Giselle in order to come back and play football?
3: Apparently, only two months worth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we had I, an MLB, we had an MLB lockout for longer than the amount of time Brady it was, was retired. Literally more than twice as long. The yeah. lockout
3: lasted more than twice as long than Brady's retirement.
0: That is, it, dude Brady must have taken notes from a, a United States congressman because he's has he's not leave. He's just not going to leave. That's just how it is.
1: I'm not leaving. And, and I'm not fucking was, leaving. Is he ever going
3: to leave?
0: No, like, no. <laughs> Why like, would you? He,
1: take he was an
3: leave. MVP candidate last year. No, I know, but like what's it gonna take for him to leave? Like, seriously. Like, I'm not convinced at this point if Brady just sucked ass, he wouldn't get latched onto a backup quarterback role. And
1: well, I, mean, I wouldn't just
0: I wonder what's if the, all like,
1: th- Oh, go ahead, Beans.
0: I wonder if all thirty like other thirty-one teams like just pulled together like some extra cash and just said leave, just go now.
1: But money money isn't a thing at this like the reason that these NFL players like retire is like health, family Like, they can just retire. They have enough money. Like, legitimately, apparently, none of that applies to Tom Brady. Just, he doesn't care about his family. He has enough money. He can just keep getting more money. He doesn't care about the money. He's taken pay cuts his entire career. And then you also get to the fact where, like, if anybody's, if any quarterback just, like, believed that they could win a Super Bowl in their last year and I want to go out in a Super Bowl, it's Tom Brady because he has the most fucking Super Bowls of all time. And then, like, B, I feel like I could at least explain everything that I've searched on the internet in some way. I just (laughs) wouldn't want to, like, lose everything halfway through my life because then that'd make the first half of my life, like, working for everything just seem dumb. And, like, it just be – because you're about to retire at that point, right? So, like, everything that you just did would be gone. I would just rather everybody Uh, know – You would
3: never be able to retire. I didn't even think about that. If you lose all your money –
1: yeah,
2: i
3: just oh, rather yeah, everyone
1: retired. know my shit. Like, here, I'll pull up my last Google search because of what we were talking about earlier. Why is my poop always runny? Like, I can explain.
3: <laughs> I can explain. <laughs> you, you know what? I'm going to go under the assumption that I've searched so much stuff, and, like, not not all of it's bad. <laughs> Nobody but would like, read I've it. searched so much stuff that, no, like, finding all the weird stuff and finding all, like, the
0: bad stuff is probably just going to be impossible for any normal person who's just looking for it, right? So, here's my thought on this. Like, if this every person in the world had to decide this one thing, and a lot of people chose, like, the exposition of the chat, text, and photo, everybody would have so much fucked up stuff. Like, mine would be normal. So... But
1: but when everybody has fucked up stuff out, nobody does.
0: Yeah, it's... Honestly, the more I think
3: about it, like, the, honest to god to myself and this is gonna make me sound like a weirdo but like probably the worst thing I have like on my internet search history is like some weird porn like <laughs> right yeah I that's like, gonna, like I I know, think that's, everybody's I, gonna go dude same I don't, I don't have any like <laughs> nude shaved on my fucking like phone from me or anyone else oh, but that see would... like
0: my like if this would have been me like five years ago still in college broke as hell like if you would have said, yeah, you lose everything, like, okay, I lost two things. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Like, you have a job and, like, there's this thing called, like, a 401k or something. That's what my HR person told me. And now, it and it sounds important, so I'm like, I don't want to lose that. Like, what the fuck? So, I
3: mean, so here's, like, the fucked up thing. If I lost everything, like, right here, right now, like, I could recover. And, like, that'd be fine. But, like, if it's really halfway through my life, and let's just say I lived at 80, So I lose everything in like 15 years. That's like 15 years of compound interest. I just lost out on for retirement. Like that's so fucked up.
0: Yep. Man, that's crazy. So so which one are you choosing? I think this is a wash.
3: Yep. So, okay. Now the real question is on that one. So you said text messages too, right? Yeah. So like, does the other person get screwed? So like, if someone sent me something racist, right, and I respond with like some laughing emojis, do they get outed or do they get uh, like blacked out? dots?
0: Oh yeah, it's a it, it's a sinking ship. Oh, it's
3: it's for everybody.
0: It's a sinking ship.
3: Oh okay, then like yeah, I'm bringing everyone down with me. <laughs> <laughs> i, I drag you guys down a lot. I think the worst <laughs> the, the worst thing in my all my stuff, like I said, is weird porn and shit I texted probably in high school.
0: I was going to say, like, all three of us have probably been in a group chat, and, like, we would just, all three, just collapse together.
3: Like, dude, come on. Like, when we, we're from a really white, uh, freaking (laughs) middle of Kansas town. There's no way we're not in a group chat where someone dropped an N-bomb and, like, reacted in a not negative way to that. (laughs) Like, come on. Like, there's, there's no way in, like, our, like, 13-year-old to 18-year-old lives, there's not one of those somewhere. Well, this is
1: a dangerous way of thinking, but I refuse to believe that, like, from the region of Southeast Kansas down to, uh, like, Northeast Texas, there's not just more racist text messages that have been sent (laughs) and worse ones than what I've sent. So (laughs) nobody cares about what I sent if there's worse ones out there, right? Right. And One, like,
3: If you don't go viral with, like, the dump, then who cares? Like, that's the, like, the reason people get canceled is because, like, they, you know, the have a thing. fucking, yeah, it goes, like, it gets on Twitter and, like, everyone, like, reacts to it because they're famous. Like, yeah. Joe, the dude working at Joe's Chicken Shack, you know, down in uh, Kansas City, you know, he tweet he texts his friend something, you know, homophobic or whatever.
1: And, oh, like, shit. Yeah, I'd definitely be canceled if the homophobic. Uh, canceled.
3: <laughs> but like he tweets something homophobic and like his buddy puts it on Twitter and gets like three retweets and like 16 likes. Like Joe from, or the dude working at Joe's to get fired because his manager doesn't have Twitter. Well, he doesn't follow anyone who has, tw- who's like involved in that.
0: You know I, I do mean? miss old Twitter where like you could roast anybody and get a thousand retweets and a million likes.
3: Uh dude, old Twitter was great. Now it's yeah. not just political stuff.
0: Yeah. All right. It really, really is a shame. So yeah, that was my thought-provoking moment.
3: I, I, I think like that it. was fantastic. It was a good time. <laughs> All right. Uh Gavin, I think you have to go first for obvious reasons on your hot take of the week.
1: Okay, so my hot take this week is I think – no, I'm just going to go with it. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco is the most talented running back on the Chiefs roster right now. Now, he also has the least um, investment, so sunk cost fallacy is a lot to overcome, and that's not just me hedging. Like, it's re- that's legitimately a real thing. Um, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire sucks. Like, that's just not a high bar to beat out. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is like – Imagine you're having a fight with someone in a phone booth. You know, like this make someone miss in a phone booth. You, like, dodge a punch and then just, like, don't leave the phone booth. And you just get punched on, like, the second attempt. That's literally what um, that's literally what Clyde looks like breaking tackles. He'll break a tackle but then just, like, not be able to move and actually take advantage of it. Ronald Jones can't catch. Isaiah Pacheco can catch. Ronald Jones is at least a good rusher. But I guess my point here is, like, Isaiah Pacheco – is the only running back on the Chiefs roster that potentially gives you the whole package. He has the highest speed score of any running back in this class. He can fucking haul ass. And when, like, that's your starting point at running back, and we've talked about him on this podcast, like, I don't know about his ability to pay, play running back just because he, like, basically didn't get to play running back in college because his offense was so bad. So, but when, we're, when I'm talking about talent, I'm talking about the dude being able to run a four three nine at a like thirty thirty one BMI, two hundred sixteen pounds, being able to catch the ball. All of the things that you essentially like can't teach as a coach. The technical side of football, I can't speak to with him, but when we're just talking about talent, raw, what you show up to show up with at day one, I think there's Isaiah Pacheco just like offers the best package. He might be absolutely retarded and not be able to find the hole, but I I, again, I don't think that's a lot. I don't think that's really a hot take, but it's going to come off as a hot take.
0: I've seen a lot of hype for Pacheco. Like it's definitely increased. um, The whole like he's the best running back in the room right now. Like that is kind of a hot take because I think a lot of people are still on that Clyde. I'm not, but a lot of people are on that Clyde Edwards Alaire train. Um, I'm on the Derek Gore train myself, but. You know, I digress.
3: I, Clyde, Clyde is just super mid, like, all the way. Okay. I, Clyde is, like, if Clyde was, like, you know, six foot, like, 220, Clyde would be really good because he has some good power to him. But he's just so small that, like, Power in small and slow, which is the, like,
1: absolute worst combination to have at running back because you have no ceiling at that okay. point. There's
3: absolutely yes.
0: no I, I Would you like have the these same the drafts? He was the guy I would have drafted.
3: Like, but... So I, I always have, like, this uh thing where it's like, would you draft this running back in the first round? Or, like, w- where would you draft this guy? And every running back I say no to, except for the guys that I think are, like, you know, elite pass catchers who have first-round talent. And like Clyde was one of those guys, and he was kind of in that same kind of breath as a CMC, like when CMC was coming out. And so, like, I like Clyde, but like he—he's he, just not
1: it. You know what I mean? He doesn't have the athleticism to make his patch ca- pass catching like us, I guess worth it.
0: Exactly. So, do you think if we would have had Clyde in the third round, we would be sing different, singing a different tune?
3: Absolutely. No, I think I think it would still be Clyde's. Like fine, like, and I think Clyde is well, fine.
1: I guess the the mentality that we're speaking with though is Clyde sucks because he was a first round pick. If we got the production out of Clyde in the third round, we just wouldn't care. Like, like, yeah, he's fine. He's a third rounder. It's like whatever. Like the way we would talk about it would be different.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, to me, again, I think Clyde is fine. I think Clyde is a pro- <clears throat> player when given the opportunities i mean you know you see the bills game you see other games i mean he he's had like like he he's been able to do stuff but i think at the end of the day i mean he just just doesn't have the athleticism to be like that guy right and i i know that like being a running back is like super dependent on like offensive line and everything else but i mean like if you put christian mccaffrey in place of Clyde, like you know, you're instead of getting that like ten yard run that Clyde gets, you're getting that twenty five yard run because CMC just is better. Yep. So again, I mean, to speak on Pacheco, I I don't know if he'll ever turn into anything. Um, well, that's it why would it's be a hot cool day. if he did. It'd be, I mean, if he just ends up being like, I don't know. Raheem Mostert that stays healthy and like we just kind of use him change of pace wise and we got him in like the 6th, 7th round, I guess the 7th round then uh, fantastic, great if he just is a returner for 4 years and we never see him again great we got him in the 7th round that's fine
1: someone is going to like come at me for saying this but If you just took Isaiah Pacheco's athleticism and put it into Clyde, he's, like, one of the best running backs in the NFL.
3: I don't agree with that.
1: that. The only thing that's missing from Isaiah Pacheco is the just, like, I guess, knowing that he has the technical side of playing running back. But, again, that's where, like, I say he's the most talented. I just don't know how if he's able to actually use that. But if you combined those – like, that's the – Everything that Pacheco Pacheco has is what
3: we're missing in Clyde. Well, if and you, then if you put Clyde's technicals and Pacheco's athleticism and Ronald Jones, we'd have the greatest running back in the league. Yeah, we just need the
1: Captain America chamber thingy to put them all three in there and scoop <laughs> out essentially a Derrick Henry that can pass that that can catch like CMC to yeah, begin with, no. which is helpful. They can step in whenever they're ready, or you can have a Melvin Ingram just in case they're never ready. Right, so like having right. Melvin. Melvin Ingram on the Chiefs is making the Chiefs better, so I'm I'm happy that we're at least taking steps in that direction.
0: Yeah, and especially cheap. And so my question is, what position on defense are you most worried about?
3: Secondary, always secondary. I mean, it's, secondary it's definitely See? linebackers because we have like you know two good linebackers and a hope and a prayer. But uh, it's secondary because it's always been secondary because Orlando Skandrick scarred me for life.
0: So I, I said defensive front. I mean, think about this for a second. We don't have Ingram yet. Like, we we don't have him now. Yeah, we got Karl That's great. We have Frank Clark or the skeleton of Frank Clark. But think about the interior defensive line and what happens if Chris Jones goes down.
1: So... I I that becomes a scary
0: that becomes a scary situation for everybody. There's
1: two two parts of this for me. The first one is just like generally it's easy the hit rate on drafting edge defenders is higher than corners. Um and so like the chances that we get a productive player out of uh Karloftis is good in terms of draft picks. And it's not and I'm sorry, like we're not going to replace Chris Jones if Chris Jones goes down, but the gap between Chris Jones to somebody else who's just going to stand there and occupy bodies on the defensive line—it's just a like gen or generally less. It doesn't get paid as much because it's viewed as not a important position, right? Well, I mean, the you reason- don't have a Chris Jones there.
3: The reason Chris Jones is held in such high regard is because, like, in a minimal sense, it's because of how many passes he deflects. I mean, that's kind of a. Small part of it. But it's because you can rush the passer from the DT spot. Right. But, like, our pass rush already stinks. So, like, how much worse can it actually get if we just put in a big body? You know what I mean?
1: Right. That's kind of what I – and, like, so if we get anything from our edge rushers, it's going to be more than we had last year. And I'm just more concerned about having an entirely new secondary. Even if they're supposed to be be – or they're better on paper, just generally getting – all new sec- – because, I mean, isn't our entire secondary going to be new going into next year, assuming we start both rookie sa- – or er, the rookie safety and we start um, the fucking defensive safety. I
3: forget his name that we signed. Wow. Um, Justin Austin, Reed. What we traded for. Justin, Justin Reed. Reed yeah. Yeah. I Justin
0: mean, Reed. the only person who would be yeah.
3: returning would be uh, What's-His-Nuts. Leder- Legereus,
0: Legereus Sneed.
3: Yeah. So – that concerns me a whole
1: especially early in the season a yeah, whole communication lot more. is
3: going to be communication is going to be interesting to see but how they communicate
1: right cuz we like we give a lot of cre- uh, credit to uh the honey badger for setting up the communication and all that and what was this defense's biggest issue for the first like half of the season last communication. year communication yeah so let's um I would also like say though, beans, just general from a general sense, not even the Chiefs. I'm just concerned about secondary play,
3: so keep that in mind too.
0: No, I again, Orlando okay.
3: Scandrick, Stephen Nelson, and pink-haired Jardavius Ward scarred me for life.
0: Yeah, no, I those were the dark days of secondary.
3: Well, I mean, well, while we're while we're hitting on that
1: sec- the secondary though, I think it's important to bring up that the Giants did finally release James Bradbury. He finally fought his way out of there. Um I saw a very funny uh Sheffner tweet that or uh Sheffner on I forget what show he was on, but he's talking about how the Giants had all this trade interest and they were working with these teams, but eventually a deal just didn't get done. And it's like, okay, hang on, hang on. It's not like the Giants are like the absolute pinnacle of NFL franchises, but if you had any interest for a dude that you ended up cutting in the end, isn't anything better than nothing? Like just literally I mean Amari Cooper is traded for a fifth round pick. Is that a fucking steal? Yes, but you at least got a fifth round pick.
0: <laughs> All right, I, so I want to I want to read off their who they're paying off right now. Well, they're I dead. Know. They're so dead. Bad. That this is that segment that we need to bring in, like where owners are uh, just yeah. dumb. tear ranking of dumbness. Yeah, we need to do that at some point. Now but James Bradbury off
3: every dude who's making money who's not in the league anymore. The yeah, Bobby James Williams, Bradbury,
0: so. twelve million. Gross. Logan million or Logan Ryan, million gross. Nate Solder four million. That was a terrible
3: contract. That contract yeah is one of the worst contracts ever.
0: Kyle Rudolph is at two 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 and a half million.
3: Didn't he just hire? So,
0: yeah, I don't I don't know. And there's a bunch of other names. You know, Devonte Booker, hey, Sam Beal. so
1: tackle. Because I know for a fact that is, like, one of the worst contracts in the NFL that they're just stuck with. I can't oh,
3: remember. Um. The, like, are you talking about, like, Leonard Williams?
1: Leonard uh, – yeah, that sounds right. I got to – he is so ungodly overpaid for his position, and then he's also just not good at his position, which is a very funny combination. But he, regardless – He was on the
3: Jets, and they got him for, like, a – they got him for, like, a fourth-round pick or something like that that he – balled out for like half a season and Gettleman just was like, Hey, yeah, that's my <laughs> an big ass fucking contract."
1: But no, <laughs> back, back to James Bradbury. Um, So I guess you first beans, cause you put this down. Um, Do you want the chiefs to pick him up? Do you expect the chiefs to pick him up? What do you think?
0: So with what, I mean, that was kind of a question I was going to ask you guys. My thoughts are with the secondary right now, they're all young. I think the oldest person right now is, uh Lonnie Johnson who's 26 and he hasn't played a single down for the Chiefs I mean don't you think bringing in a 28 year old James Bradbury would help a rookie Trent McDuffie uh uh, an up and coming luxurious need or I mean I'm
3: all about bringing him in I think that's a great idea no it's uh
1: so not only from the sense of like he's a good player He's good to mentor, and then, like, again, it's just a force multiplier when you bring in a number one corner, a guy that's played number one corner. Now your former number one corner is your number two and so on. Um, But, like, James Bradbury also just had a generally down season last year, which is why he's getting released. It wasn't, like, awful. He's just not worth his contract anymore. But we're not paying that contract. Like, the guy that was – Worth that contract is still in there. And he plays the position, like, ask ask Jalen Ramsey in the Super Bowl how fluky playing cornerback can be, right? yeah. It's,
2: yeah.
1: A, it's a position that you uh, at your highest end, you can still just get fucked over and, like, lose out, right? So, again, having a guy that can be a number one corner in the NFL on your roster is great, and James Bradbury can be that. And I think that would help out our young, as you said, young secondary so fucking much. I don't care what we'd have to pay him to because we'd just sign him to like
3: a year or two deal and Yeah, I mean just bring him in for a year and if he sucks, then kind move of, on. Yep. Like that's that's the thing. Like I to me it's just like I don't I don't see the downside if you don't sign into like a long term deal. Right. Plus
1: somebody else doesn't have James Bradbury if he is good, right? Like, yes. So well, yeah, like, Pinder- Buffalo isn't walking in here and saying oh we'll just add James Bradbury and then we'll have James Bradbury and fucking uh, uh Tredavius White on the same roster. Oh
3: god, that'd be that would be scary.
1: Yeah, like that's the there's so much good about bringing him the honestly the hardest part you're going to have is trying to convince him to come here instead of other places
3: because I'm assuming he's drawing quite a bit of interest right now. I I would imagine so and I would imagine Staying pretty close to where he already was would be fairly attractive to him.
1: I don't know. I'd want to get as far away from the Giants if I as I could. If I, was I mean, it
3: center. depends. I mean, if he likes living in New York, or his family likes living like in New York, then like you know, New York to your family, like oh no, there it is. is. You know what I mean? It'd be easier if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Okay. That, so. I, Go ahead, I'm man. gonna I'm gonna make a comment here, and I'm going to probably get a lot of backlash for this. I can't um, believe you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the cheap secondary was better than what it was for the past two seasons.
1: I, I think that's a pretty cold, freezing cold take, there, beans. I don't think that's a hot take at all. I mean, our secondary okay. was so
3: bad over the last couple of years. It's like our, our, it's I, like I, I think okay by the uh, end of last or like it wasn't. The middle end of the regular season until we played the Bengals. Once we yes. played the Bengals, it shit hit the fan. But until then, shit was going pretty all right. But,
0: but I'm talking about the room we have now, like without Tyron Matthew, without Lejarius Sne- or uh, not Lejarius, Legere- but Charvarius Ward. Like not having Dirty Dan and not a lot of people like him. But I think the room we have now, without James Bradbury is better than what we have had in the past couple of seasons that- as Chiefs has been on this uphill climb I think um, you
3: might be here early on that but then why don't you just add james bradbury and make it even better than it's already better
2: yeah
0: right? i, I was in- oh go ahead no I, I don't think that you know we've uh, how do i put this beach doesn't really invest in corner Trey mcduffie is the highest thing he's invested in corner ever not that. I mean, let us let, well, go through the room real quick. Guess, Rashad how Finn much was of an a, investment is like a one
3: year, like eight million dollar deal. Like, how much of an investment is that really?
0: Uh, that's uh, uh, what three quarters of your con- or three quarters of your cap space you have left.
3: I mean, what the fuck else are we doing with that cap space then? <laughs>
0: I would rather yeah. sign a. I would rather sign a defensive tackle because that's where Spagnolo really focuses. Well, then his. we can sign
3: a defensive tackle for one year, eight million, and we still have a third of the cap space left.
0: Yeah, no, no, because no, no, you can sign a D tackle for one year, three million, and have great.
3: Then we have over half our cap space left, <laughs> and we still have James Brad Bradbury.
0: Okay, one year, four million. What, whatever. I mean, in my opinion. I think I would rather see that money invested elsewhere, and I'd like to just see this secondary just cook, literally. But I
1: would like to turn that against your exact argument, though, Beans, because you admitted that we don't invest in secondary, but then you also said that our secondary sucked over the last couple years.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. We have finally so Why don't invested. we
1: invest in the secondary to get a we, good one?
0: We have invested now more than we ever have before. I mean, we've invested in uh, – we invested – and Trent McDuffie, and we also invested in the p- past couple of seasons, we've also invested into B- Brian Cook, and we got Justin Reed now coming in, and along with um, – oh, fuck. What the fuck is his name? Um, I, I, I would even – No, yeah. I will go as far as to say as Lonnie Johnson. Think about where Lonnie Johnson's situation in. He is in a revolving door of whatever the fuck the Houston Texans are doing. They've never consistently played him. I don't know if that's Lonnie Johnson or if that's just a nutcase of what the Texans are running but I have the high hopes of who well, Lonnie I Johnson could be. I heard he wasn't be.
1: religious enough to start for the Houston Texans uh, organization <laughs> so. <laughs> I, so, okay. again, so
3: I so again I I I'm just saying I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a huge investment to just go and be like hey yo James Bradbury here's 8 million we're not getting me like dude what the if we're not using all the cap space and maxing out all of our cap space on one-year deals to fill out our roster, then, like, what the fuck is the point? Well, you there's, know what I mean?
1: Even if we don't invest in corner usually, Beans, it's not like there's a player of James Bradbury's caliber at another position just sitting out there that we could spend at
0: anyways. Okay, and cut McColl, sign James Bradbury.
1: I don't even think we need to cut McColl, just sign him. I mean, and you got to think, too, about our division, right? Like... I understand that our secondary might be better than the last year's but we have to have like this roster needs to be very 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 good just for us to make it out of our fucking division into the playoffs. And if 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 we don't hit on these rookies, if we don't some of these rookies are just not as good as we think they are, which is entirely possible. You're looking at a Chiefs team that is like dangerously close to the Raiders roster at the bottom of the division all of a sudden.
3: All right. I, I just think we need. To, I just think when you're going like full tilt for titles with a quarterback who you know his contract is kicking in. I mean, if you got twenty four million dollars in cap space laying around, like you, like you said, if we're using eight a third of its eight million, for God's sakes, use it on something. Like, yeah, we're we're not we're not here to fucking you know. Say- Like, we're here to go win some fucking games. You know what I mean? And, like, you don't have to spend, like, all of it, all of it. Like, I'm not telling you you have to spend 24 mil. You can go out and spend, like, 21 and keep 3 million
0: in cap space for flexibility. I completely understand, like, that. Well, I I do hope James Bradbury is like, yeah, I'm still getting paid from the Giants. Let me just go win a ring with, you know, Mahomes and those guys.
3: Well, yeah, and, like, that's the dream. The dream is that James Bradbury double dips and he signs, like, a one-year, like, $2 million contract, and then we still have another $20 laying around. But, I mean, like, again, it's just the thing of, like, okay, like, if we go into this season and we have, like, $18 million in cap space, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Let's get, some like, two things clear. This team with James Bradbury, even just, like, independent of what we're paying him, this team with James Bradbury is better than this team without James Bradbury. And further along that, this team is going to have an easier time competing against Buffalo with James Bradbury than Buffalo with James Bradbury, right? Like, yeah, everything that we just said about James Bradbury taking a deal to get a ring also goes to Buffalo, also goes to all the teams we're competing against. Like the Rams
3: and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, there's so much... um, good that we could do by signing a James Bradbury. There's so much upside to that move. I just think it's entirely worth the investment.
3: And like I said, if he, if he fucking sucks, then you don't play him and you, he leaves in a year. Yep. I mean, like, nope. I'm, not, I'm not out here banging the table for us to sign him to, like, a three-year, you know, like, $12 million contract or anything like that.
1: God, I'll bang the table. I, I think... Oh, God. No, like, realistically, the more we talk about it here... I just don't think you can mess up bringing in James Bradbury. If you sign him to a three-year deal the last year, that's going to be voided, and he has two years of guaranteed money, and he's a league average corner, our secondary is still better. All right. I I get that,
3: but I I would rather see him prove it, and then we can pay him after he proves it. Sure.
1: I just don't think that's going to be possible given the – uh, poll he has on the free agent market right I, so I yeah well, looking
3: at gigs Bradbury I wouldn't sign more than a one-year deal either because I mean I'm not trying to lock, lock myself long term and to a contract of my worst year right
0: I'm looking up I'm looking up the uh on spot rack shout out to spot rack uh his value is three years 12 million a year
3: I would pay that I I I would rather just give him like one year and like yeah 15 like I, i'd, I'd I overpay your market value to come i
1: in would too but if we had to pay that to get him here i would do it
0: see i would rather sign like an hicks for you know something a little let's see what it can't i don't even think i
1: i agree with you beans but when you're going after titles that's not exactly the time for money the way through to make an
0: african all right
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flyover State Sports Show for our 21st episode. Gentlemen, our podcast can now drink. This is exciting. We've been drinking the whole time we've been making this, and now our baby can join in. Gentlemen, what an exciting time we have today.
1: I wish as a child, I my drinking age went up as the amount of episodes I had too, but that is not. So, <laughs>
2: <It had to laughs> be like 20 more days.
1: But that's okay.
3: Well, I think. Also, you know, one of the big reasons why this is such a special episode is we have a Mr. Jacob Land joining us today. We have the episode, the Jacob Specialist here. Give him a round of applause to Mr.
0: Jacob Land.
1: Gentlemen, it is my pleasure. Thank you for, for having me on. Looking forward to it.
0: You know, even though we can't see you, I can feel your flow like in the episode right now.
3: Uh, I blue dried especially for you, Beans.
0: Oh, that a boy.
3: Well, Jacob, how about you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Maybe like t- 15 seconds.
0: Yeah,
1: I graduated from Wamigo with Beans and Gavin in 2017. Went to K-State, graduated last May 2021, and working up in Kansas City for a uh, trucking company. So yeah. time. Okay, next.
3: <laughs> thank you, next. All right, thank Remember you for joining
1: the episode. The All right,
3: you next. Well, gentlemen, this is a- – I I can't believe how many times I have to say this is an exciting episode, because we actually do have a sponsor today. We got paid $25 for this ad read. Can you believe it, gentlemen? Give ourselves a round of applause for 25 big bones for this sponsor.
0: Is this what the moon feels like? This this
3: is what selling out feels like, it feels so good. (laughs) Without further ado, let's get our first official ad read. This episode is brought to you today by our sponsor, Colton's Forehead. By Miracle or by Hairline Degeneration, it gets bigger every year. This wonder of the world exists here in our great state of Kansas. Come see see it yourself, and while you're heading this way, go ahead and get caught up on local sports talk, thanks to the Flyover State fam, so you can converse with the forehead's owner. Thank you to the anonymous sponsor for this script. We look forward to our partnership in future podcasts. We want to thank Colton Hitch's hairline for sponsoring today's episode and for the anonymous source for the 25 big bones and hopefully 25 more big bones in future episodes. Gentlemen, do we have a thought on Colton's hairline? First of all, round of applause for Colton's hairline.
0: I hear it's one of the seven wonders of the world.
3: Wouldn't that
0: make it the 8th
1: wonder? Oh, shit. Nice. No, something's getting
3: kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> what are the 7? I, I don't just even real. know. No, we're not getting derailed on that. On that. <laughs> All I know is my air conditioner is just loud as hell right now. I
1: I appreciate our sponsor giving us a shameless plug within his ad read for his own ad read, but then mentioning us as so, well. Do we, need
0: our- to, do we need it to was pay him? Stuff. I read that word for word. Mm-hmm. Do we need to do? We need to pay him for rights or something? I for think, oh shit! He's smarter than us. Oh shit! He oh, wants. He <laughs> paid us. He paid us twenty five, and he wants thirty.
1: <laughs> you know it. But you could have talked and move us on to the Travis Kelsey and girlfriend situation.
3: We'll get to that later. There's more important things like OTA bullshit, Gavin. Ah, okay. See, see, this is why Gavin's not the host. He doesn't know how to structure a show. (laughs) (laughs) I I write the show script, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, we edit the shit out of the show script. (laughs) I
0: I have like five lines typed in before we start. It's like all conglomerated.
3: Beans' show script looks nothing like what ends up being the show script. You know, maybe one of these days we'll sell our show scripts or something. We'll do
0: a before and after.
3: <laughs> well, I tell you what, guys. We have kind of a big segment in the middle, and that's kind of Land's big segment. So we're going to go through these really, really quick. Um, this segment is called OTA Bullshit Something or Nothing, and I'm going to read it exactly word for word how everyone decided to type it out. <laughs> first play of practice. Russ I.T. Patrick Sertain pick six. First half, Russell Wilson implosion incoming. Explanation point, explanation point, question mark, question mark, explanation point, <laughs> point, question mark, and it goes on like that for a long time. And I can't it. <laughs> Gentlemen, Russell Wilson going to be a massive bust on the Broncos because of one interception on in the first pass of OTAs. Go.
2: Yes,
1: uh. implosion. Complete <laughs> implosion. Obviously can't handle the altitude. He's definitely sick. Um, I think he hasn't been getting enough sleep. If you heard that on our last episode – doesn't care Back. about football, question, Mark. No, he cares about um, but football yeah. but too much. Yep, yep, yep. Oh. I, I agree. And uh no matter what Russell Wilson may
3: have used to be, uh you you can't fix stupid franchises. Uh they, they they always find a way. So someone <laughs> should definitely text Rachel and we can have an answer for that by the end of our oh. show, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. For us to have the interview, the, no offense to Jacob, but to have her on this week with that, Gavin would roast her ass.
3: <laughs> that would have been a much more disrespectful interview. It's a good thing it didn't happen.
0: No, I – Okay, well, God,
1: while you're thinking about it, I'm going to go into uh, my hot take this week, and it's actually sad that Sam's not here because I know Sam has uh, feelings about this player. But I, we talked about the Tennessee and Eagles draft earlier, and Tennessee was losers. Eagles were winners, and a majority of that is because of A.J. Brown, right? Yes. So, A.J. Brown, according to, I don't know, whatever source, the contract that they the Titans offered A.J. Brown was $16 million a year, with, like, some of it guaranteed. And The, tit- the Titans offered that, right? The Titans offered that, yes. yes. Okay, and I remember I, that, yeah. I can't, like, explain to viewers how just disrespectful that is when like, just think of the wide receivers in the NFL that would be making more than that. And people are going to be sitting at home like, Oh, well, AJ Brown is injury prone. AJ Brown is blah, 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 blah. Well, here's uh, some facts for everyone that is dumbasses and thinks AJ Brown is not a top five receiver in the NFL. So for people that say that AJ Brown is injury prone, AJ Brown has played one more game the last three years than Devonte Adams. And I don't hear anybody out here saying that the Raiders lost that trade because Devonte Adams is injury prone, right? Like Yeah. Yeah, AJ Brown was hurt some this year and it like was a really big deal because he was the only wide receiver of note on the Titans. Sorry, Julio mm-hmm. Jones. Yeah. But so then we go into he plays on a run first offense. Like we I've made fun of Tennessee and uh the Colts a lot on this podcast because they run the ball so godforsakenly much. So his counting stats are just going to look worse because they don't throw the ball. That's just logic. And yeah. so if you go to efficiency metrics, well, like I was talking about earlier, he's number seven in the NFL in yards per route run. When the dude is asked, asked to run a route and win, he does, and he does it like one of the best receivers in the NFL.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we've also heard. Uh, so apparently Ryan Tannehill sucks. They drafted Malik Willis and, um, Ryan Tannehill is the reason they lost that playoff game. We've all heard these like just fake, but apparently true, uh, narrative, right? Beans
0: that to be in like Ryan well, Tannehill like, sucks, but he's good.
1: Well, that's the thing is like, okay, if you're going to tell me, uh, as national media that Ryan Tannehill sucks, then shouldn't that affect AJ Brown negatively? Like if he's, if he that's has such true. a shitty quarterback, according to national media, then why do we not view AJ Brown as like a better receiver? And then just like the easy thing to say that he's just a proper X receiver that consistently sees the number one corner and beats him. He's completely scheme proof. You want to play him in the slot, he can. You want to play him on the outside? He can. You wanna play him in the Z, he can. There's absolutely nothing that AJ Brown can't do. And when he's asked to do things, he does it as a high level. So like I not only he, he's currently underpaid by the team that traded for him in the Eagles. Like I'm happy that he got his bag and everything but in my opinion, he's worth $30 million a year. They're giving him 25. And like, that's around what Stefan Diggs got. But the, the way that the NFL media has reacted to the player, AJ Brown is just incredible to me. So I just wanted to spray some light on uh, the American public on how AJ Brown is actually really good. And you need to stop calling him injury prone. What do you think beans?
0: No, I agree. Uh, If, if Christian Kirk is worth twenty, AJ Brown is worth n- yeah more. AJ Brown is worth more. Like, I, put I, it I that way. Was
1: so much like information at everybody there, but that re- it really just is that simple, right?
0: If if I was Christian Kirk and I get that offer from uh from the Titans, I'm walking out laughing. Like there is no goodbyes at that point. It is you it is fucking yeah it's like fuck off and no
1: seriously what are the tight I understand why Vrabel was pissed off because apparently they weren't even trying to keep AJ Brown and we I don't want to go in depth again on Traylon Burks and like saying that he's just going to replace AJ Brown but he's not right like you you don't appreciate what you have in AJ Brown right now well you're going to figure out over this next season exactly how important he was to that offense Day, okay, Gavin, day. you're here.
3: We're gonna talk about the Big Twelve title. K State fucking won the Big Twelve title.
1: I can't believe you guys haven't got there already. Um, Gavin,
3: we had to blue ball our audience because we we well, flipped for, the script. Who would <laughs> we be? Who would we be to not include the man that I hugged in AT and T Stadium the moment the Ty Zedner's kick went through? We cried. It was we beautiful. did cry. <laughs> I'm were just dead. I don't even know where to start with
1: this. So how about, um, what a fucking game I wow. independent of even winning just entertainment, uh, highs lows, making you fucking scream your head off multiple different ways. I, I, the best way I can wrap it up to myself, I really felt like, like both t- separate teams were absolutely going to win the game like four separate times.
2: Yeah, like that, no, it was, that, swinging. That was how
1: dramatic the momentum swings were. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like, you know, oh, they just kind of dog walked you down the field or whatever. I mean, that happened, but when the momentum switched, it was a it was a moment, it was a muff punt, it was a fumble, it was an interception, it was just a yep. play, a singular item that was just like all of the one side of the stadium went from screaming to hands or just fucking face palm, and the other (laughs) side is going fucking berserk. It was awesome in there. Jerry's world was full. It was all purple, baby. We're all cheering for the purple (laughs) team.
3: Game day, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better atmosphere for college football. I'm glad you brought up game day. I'm going to say this right now. Everyone should go to one game day in their lifetime and then never go to another one like you pretty much are just standing outside to watch TV, and it's like cool, but like at the same time, it's like oh my god, like we're just stand. You can't fucking hear anything, and it's just crowded, and you're watching TV in a crowd.
0: Like yeah, game day is super cool.
3: Only go to it once if it's at your school. Don't don't go seeking it out. Is what I do would we say.
0: do we do we get to claim this one? Do we get to claim this game day?
3: I mean, um, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's a neutral site game. I mean, it's technically the, a neutral site game. Yeah, I mean, I'm, like I'm, Lee, Corso,
0: Lee Corso may have put on his last head, and it was.
3: Oh, he'll do the Natty, surely. The game yeah. day doesn't go to the Natty. I thought they did go to the Natty. I don't think so. No, wait, they'll so, be at Army-Navy, won't they?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I thought they, they, uh, uh, they always it, went to Army-Navy.
0: Oh damn! I, I thought K State would be his last head. He put off. He's on. gonna
3: damn. be one, okay. Not to be that guy. Lee Corso can retire whenever the fuck he wants. I would, but and, it's the. I s- would really like him to be like a guy that only comes back for like maybe a really big game and a special moment because and, uh, Lee Corso yeah. is really old, and it's really sad to see him
0: be really old on TV. Yep. I am glad that they are phasing him like in the direction that they are with Pat McAfee. Like it's a very smooth transition of power.
3: Yeah, and I I hope they don't make Pat McAfee start putting on fucking No, WWE. I don't
0: think you do. I think you let I, it die. I I don't
3: I don't like I wouldn't like that. I don't know how you wrap up the end of game day though. Yeah, you've got you know, to he's always something- like oh, the big culmination to see what Lee puts Put
0: what had Lee put on because it was like the anticipation factor. That's what everybody cheers for. And then when he takes it off and throws it off, you no, know, fuck that. <laughs> like that, you can't beat that. It, that's what you're building up to.
1: Uh, it's their job to come up with something else entertaining to do. But the
0: sad part is the people are our age, and they're going to determine this, and it's going to suck.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: you're probably not wrong. But let's um, let's go back to the game. Go back. To yeah, the game. Right.
3: let's go back to the game, man. We got to <laughs> change it there. Um, you know, this is one of those things. I mean, they it, it they won, and it's like really fucking easy to go on tangents because you're just really happy that they won. Um, but I do have one thing though. I think so, I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand like how big that game was for k State. Let me give you guys some numbers. Ooh, I like okay. numbers. I like this. 1909,
0: 1910,
3: 1912, 1934, 2003, 2012, 2022. That is seven numbers. I, I think I think if you guys are paying attention, you know what those seven numbers entail. Those are the seven times that K-State has won a conference championship in football. That is crazy. If you're, if you're keeping track... Four of those are before World War II. Mm -hmm. And 1909, 1910, and 1912 came in the... One sec, sorry about Early 1900s. Nope. In the Kansas Intercollegiate Athletic Association with Washburn as a conference mate. Oh, my God. Yeah, so to say that K-State has done four fuck all in the history of its program is the understatement of the century. I don't even know how much you can count oh, oh, nine, ten, 9 10 and 12 in the 1900s as legitimate championships when you're playing with goddamn Washburn. KU wasn't even like a conference mate. like They're a non-conference team in that. So, I mean, really the only ones you got are one from 1934 when you're in the Big Six and then everything else from this century on. So, I mean, that is a massive program win for K-State. And, and I mean, that, that's why Gavin and I, I mean, to, to not sound like too mushy, but, I mean, that's why you're crying at the end of that game, even if it's only for a little bit, because you live for moments like that and you don't get them too often, and they're really big when it comes to the, comes to the history of the
0: program. And you know going into the game like uh, my thoughts on TCU before that game was you know I I'm, I don't like Hornfrog fans they I don't like them Fort Worth is just a weird place after that game like I gained a lot
1: of respect for them
0: like I
1: I, I gained a lot of respect for TCU all of it their team yes, their quarterback the their fan base I don't agree I don't understand me and my buddy Aaron are driving down. And they're talking about these weird-ass fucking hypno with these mm-hmm. dumb-ass <laughs> sayings on the interstate. None of it makes sense, but you know what? If you get a group of people to get behind something retarded and they cheer loud enough, I at least respect it because you guys believe in what you believe in, as retarded as it might be. I would respect their fan base. They were loud there. There's a lot of them. It's basically a home game, but still... Um just uh, that's that's really all I got to say about TCU. I didn't respect them coming in. I was very vocal about that. They've been kind of a team of destiny and a lot of that almost continued to happen in this game. Fuck you announcer uh. that said in the game that the after everything was going K-State's way after we had lost our number 1 corner and our number 1 wide receiver in the game already. Go fuck yourself. Um I would have liked to play the whole game with Echo and Malik, but that game, yeah, that would have been nice. That game uh, to kind of transition away from the TCU side, almost felt like just a culmination of the season for Kansas State. The amount of adversity you got to overcome in the game, yes. self-inflicted wounds you overcome. Go ahead, beans.
0: That team literally gave Max Duggan gave 150 percent. K State all around gave 135,000 percent. Like. Yes. But all of it, everybody. The fact Garber was playing wide receiver two weeks ago, I had to look him up on the roster. He wasn't even, like, number 35 on the roster. It was Bequeath, who's a freshman fullback. Like, he changed his number, moved from wide receiver to corner three weeks ago, so that way he could play in this scenario. Not play, but, you know, help this team out and win. Mm -hmm. And he did great. He did good.
1: There was two, like weird components to this championship game and almost season as a whole that like I would have never expected and I really wouldn't have like didn't appreciate until watching it the first part is as I'm always a guy put your best roster on the field and to my (laughs) disbelief We rotate players. We get a lot of players on the field. Yes. Chris Kleinman, that's like a staple of our program almost.
0: Klanderman does really good on that, just in and out, in and out, in and out. A lot of guys play.
1: Right. In big games, when you – I know that RJ hasn't played a lot this year. RJ has played some, especially when we've had some injuries. But, like, when you need that play and you're able to have a guy step up, like RJ Garcia, and catch that touchdown catch that he did – As freshman from, but he's still rotated in games. Like it's just, it's incredible. Like when you watch that stuff come together like that. And then the other part is beans. And I I know that you'll appreciate this just as much as I do. Um, Your punter who is a junior college transfer now kicking field goals for you as well. And there was a, there's a video that came out from K state Twitter earlier this uh, week. And it really stuck with me. Chris Kleinman, coming from a lower division of division one football. uh, I don't care if you play junior college. I don't care if you play NAIA. I don't care where the fuck you play football. If you're talented, we're going to find you and we're going to win a big 12 championship with you. That was exactly what fucking Mm -hmm. happened. And there's no better way to wrap that up than a junior college punter coming on to kick a game winning field goal in a big 12 championship game.
3: And it's really just so par for the course for K state to have someone like that do that. Cause I mean like that, that's what the program got built off of is yes. dudes who got given that chance to come play from Juco. Cause they couldn't make grades or whatever. And I mean, there's so he's many a Kansas, he's off. a
0: Kansas kid too.
3: Yep. yep. And that, that too. Worked. And I want to give a special shout out to our ex-classmate, Dustin Delforge. You got to get mm-hmm. in the game. That was, Unfortunately, that was the expense of uh, KT Livingston for a little bit. Yeah. But like, I, I texted him a little bit after that night and it's just like, he told me he was like, yeah, man, like I could have went like G five and like probably played more this year. Like I got like some people asking about me and it was like, but I wanted to stay to, you know, do something special. And it's like, I mean, for, I mean, during that drive where KT got hurt and Dawson came in, I mean, they burn like another two minutes off the clock. Cause they get some c- crucial first downs and you know, you, Give TCU that kind of time at the end of the game, you know, that's plenty of time to go get a you know game-winning field goal. And it's just like, you know, guys like Dawson are guys that built this program too. I mean, guys from small town Kansas who come in and work their ass off and may never even get to fucking play meaningful minutes in a game or like whatever, like aren't promised that at all. But they come in and iron sharpens iron and you know, they make the team better and like, guys like that are just the backbone.
0: And I think it's safe to assume that most of these guys are climbing guys. Like, these are the guys he brought in. These are the guys he wanted. He molded them to be this way. And a lot of them are sticking around. They aren't leaving. You know, we aren't facing the Alabama yes. situation where everybody's entering the transfer portal. We've only had three guys enter. Yes. Only three of them. And they were all, like, deep in the depth chart. and and not from Kansas either. A lot of these guys are from out of, out of the Kansas area.
1: What, what's incredible about that statement, though, Beans, is when you say they're Kleinman guys, it really, really sticks to what it, we've been talking about here because those guys, come, they come from the transfer portal. They yes. come from recruiting. They come from junior college. They come from wherever the fuck that we can find them, but they get here mm-hmm. and they are better than they were advertised. They are better than they were supposed to be
0: how many Everywhere Prairie View A&M safeties have Kleiman cl- brought in? Two. Two, and Two. they've all made significant impacts Drake, to this Drake roster.
3: Cheatham and uh, Sauce Boss, man.
0: Exactly. So Double if you're four. at a – Both those, you know you're go go those good, dudes have been awesome. Yes, and they've been great. And so, like, you know, that's – that's a, Like what you said, a test to Kleiman for finding these guys wherever you're at. Uh, if the sun touches your ass, like, you might be at K-State because you're good.
1: I, I – I don't want to all the credit in the world to Chris Kleinman, and I I know that um, even there was even some uh, like funny comments made uh, almost over um, giving Colin Klein too much credit uh, throughout the game or throughout the year. But Colin Klein may truthfully actually be like one of the better young offensive coordinators in college football, right? You know, now. and for he, how long he's been doing
0: it? For he was what, in he, his bag.
1: Yeah, I uh I have a newfound appreciation and for the um essentially punching bag of Kansas State University on the offensive side of the ball. He has more than delivered with what he's been given this year on the offensive side. I'm, before the season, we're talking about we are have the most unsure like quarterback situation I, no, I shouldn't say most like our quarterback situation completely up in flux. We have no idea what we're going to get from Adrian at that point. Will Howard sucks. We knew our offensive line was going to be good. Our wide receivers took a such a massive fucking step in development this year. Um, Obviously the step from Will Howard, you get a JD Giddens guy who can come in and be an amazing compliment to Deuce. Just like as far as how we use those players, the development, those players took everything just, obviously all, all that stuff's got to come together for you to win a big 12 title but like i i want to really just put credit on everyone's shoulders here because it truthfully was from the top 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 end of chris kleinman down to the coordinators down to the position coaching groups to the players just every single group pulling through on pulling all of their weight on what had to happen for us to be able to win a game like this and win an or win a big 12 championship
0: and i oh my god i'm back <laughs> uh, another another uh, you know significant moment in the game like three three big moments really stand out to me it was the austin and they're all official related i guess if you want to say that the austin Moore potential safety we don't or not safety potential you know fumble whatever it could have been i i legitimately don't know what the rule I, is. I i i talked to my inside sources and he honestly said that is the most 50-50 thing he could have ever seen. Like um, I've never
3: I've watched so much football and been a part of so much football in my life. I have no idea what you call him that. He he he's like said, the arm is going forward forward which should
0: make it but there's a slight pause, and that's I don't know.
3: Well, because like me, I don't know what the rule would be. Like the arm's going forward, but the ball doesn't come out of the hand, but you knock it out of the hand. So like and it goes backwards. I, I so see So like you could argue that's a backwards pass then. I don't I, know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, it, it, I I specifically remember turning to Gavin during that game and saying, I don't know what they I, I don't know what this is, whatever they call, like yeah. I'm just gonna live with. It. Like I th- there's I, I th- there's I th- no I idea.
0: Thought my, I thought in my opinion, that could have been one of those like there's no evidence to overturn it. Yes, that's what I think it really should have been. Because there like, wasn't. Because they let it play out. Shout out to them for letting that play out. You yes. sometimes when you blow that play dead, you just fudge that up there. The, they played it out. That was great, and I thought, okay, this is going to go in our favor, because it could get overturned. That's that's play number one that I you know really stuck out it, to me. Genuinely,
3: it wouldn't shock me if the NCA like makes a rule determination. On they that. will change. They will change something next year. They will more, either like, define it, it,
0: They will be more defined. They will make an example. Cause other, like.
3: I, I've never seen that and it may never happen again. No, yeah. but it, I, it I just don't even know what the
0: rule on that is because I've never seen anything like that. Shout out to Austin Moore, Kansas guy, walk on guy. Guy's a dude. Guy's a dog. Dude. He's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like more. I like, give me more, more. Anyways. More, um, more. Anyways, so that's number one. Number two was in a, the overtime, you know whether or not that was a fumble. And time number three was whether or not that ball went over. Like so or, or, or when, when Duggan, when Duggan's reaching out and stuff like that, like
3: what those I are- will say is I have looked at that play. I've, I slowed it down frame by frame in the NCAA. Your wrist counts as down. And there is a point when the ball is about halfway through the one yard line and the uh, goal line. Like when the ball is like right in between them, yep. about halfway, his wrist breaks. So he's gotcha. down. Gotcha. Okay. So the, the spot because everyone everyone freeze frames it when his forearm
2: mm-hmm. is
3: down and the ball is literally like a hair away from the goal line. And and like that that one is very obviously not like a touchdown unless you were biased as fuck. But, like, what I don't think a lot of people realize is, like, they they pull the spot of the ball on that next play. But, like, if the refs are going off of where the wrist hit, which the wrist is down, if you see it, he hits his hand, and then his wrist breaks, and then his forearm goes down.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. So it would be where the wrist breaks. I I truthfully thought that that play was one of the, like, least controversial, too. It's one that got the most publicity because it was an overtime. It was, like, a, you know... De- it determines the game in the sense that like it's later in the game, so it feels like it. But like but it doesn't even determine frame. the
3: game because K State still gets the goddamn ball. No, I, but- I know.
1: Like that's the way it's phrased. That's the way, whatever. But like uh, it's it's a freeze frame picture. Like it just is what it is. Like is. E- Another even like you said the the second one the uh, the Bumble. elbow being down you can just very clearly see that his like fingers are to the goal or his like fingers are barely not to the goal line and the ball is within them.
0: And then another big moment, like on that goal line stand, Manhattan high walk on stops him. Like it's just, just all around.
3: It's great. <laughs> um, yeah. And on that other, like reach into the goal line thing that I did, people need to stop posting still frame photos of shit. Because it's like, oh, well, he reached it out. Well, it's like, all right. Well, his knees are down, or he's laying on top of a pile, and his like momentum is stopped, and he's like down, like he he's oh. like down via forward progress. And I'm sorry, TCU.
1: This isn't an excuse. Whatever, you're the number four team in the country, undefeated, with a chance to go to the playoffs on the line, and you need six inches. I don't feel bad for you if you can't get that twice.
3: Yeah, like, for real.
1: Yeah, at and the end like, of the day, like you, you fucking got whatever you wanted on first and second down, or on the first couple of plays of that overtime drive, got to the six yard line, and then just got fucking outmanned and outmuscled on two terrible play calls.
0: Yeah, but d- the but for real though, like shout out to Max Duggan. I've never seen somebody lose a game, but gain more interest into the Heisman, like the like. Solidify his spot into the Heisman after losing. What and respect.
3: What's funny is I said it was going to be a Friday Night Lights game, and Duggan actually looked like Friday Night Friday Lights. Night Lights. Like yeah. he it literally, literally, it literally looked like that photo, like when yeah. um, like he collapsed in the end zone and all that crap. Yeah,
0: no, like yeah, he gave it his all, and I I like we've mentioned it before. I I have a ton of respect. I, if he wins, I God bless yeah. him. Right
1: now, um, and Sam, I think that you will, um, as far as like being in the stadium and feeling the the difference in the game that this one singular moment that Muff's punt made, that that's the play that sticks oh out god. to me. Oh my god! Because that's coming. You know, we just we're getting no pressure on Doug in The inter- we're getting hits on him as far, but like that's the ball's coming out. Like we're getting essentially delayed blitzes to him, but we hadn't act. A- we had not sacked him we had not physically affected a throw at that point yet we finally get felix in the backfield that forces a punt and then like we're running away with the game on offense at this point it feels like you know the whole k-state section i'm assuming it's the way everyone felt watching the game like holy shit we got this game in the bag we're gonna run away with this thing that was like the first time in the game that like i believed that that was an actual possibility because in the beginning of the game TCU had scored first. TCU looked like the better team until we got the big pass to Malik Knowles. And then all of a sudden, we're running away with this thing. And then just bang, ton of bricks. Oh, my God. You can't do this that, type of stuff against this. You know league. what that I was immediately
3: gotcha. thought of? What's that? As soon as like, like, while that punts in the air. I just keep thinking, oh, my God. That's like a long way to run. Yes, he like he kicked it all the way from like, like he kicked it all the way away from Phil and he tried to catch it him. Was on just, the like, yeah, and it was just like, oh my god, that's a long way to fucking run, and it I was think too far. That, I our think side of the stadium of- was silent, Beans. yeah,
0: dead immediately, and as dead could be. And the thing is, Philip Brooks nine times out of ten doesn't go for that. Uh, I think he
1: goes for it. I just think he's truthfully, like, actually pretty damn good at fielding it. that, like, in those weird ass spots. Still, I don't want him to.
0: No. But...
3: And yeah, th- Philip. That Brooks, was a, that, here's that was a, a good, good th- analogy for Philip Brooks. Like, what's more valuable on defense? You'll appreciate this way more, Beans. Gavin, you're gonna hate this analogy, but it's like defensive ratings in baseball. If you have like mm-hmm. a tree playing shortstop then, like, he's only going to be able to make, like, the plays that go right to him. And they're, like, really easy plays to make because they're right to you. And so you never really really commit, like, errors. But if you have, like, an actual good shortstop you can move around, he makes more plays and gets, like, more and, like, can actually cover more ground and is a better defender. But, like, you just get more mistakes because you're... Actually, getting to harder plays. Law of averages that's, kind of takes into effect there. Yeah, getting so more- I mean like that. So like back in the day with baseball, it would be like, "Oh, this dude sucks at defense, but he only gets to really easy plays." So like he has a one hundred percent fielding percentage. But like this other dude's a bad defender because like he gets to all these ra- like he's he's trying to like make SC top ten plays all the fucking time. Because he can actually get get there and like make them, but like his fielding percentage suffers b- because of it. So like the dude is a tree gets a
0: gold glove. Look at you, Derek Jeter. Gavin's getting mauled by a dog. No, and that Philip Brooks. Like after that moment, I was with our former co host of the show Jacob, uh, and he he said that is what's going to lose us the game. That's what and it felt like. It right. felt like yeah. that. It was extremely just wind knocked out of you. Like like I had my. I was actually wearing this talking cap. I just did this. I just like like in
1: disbelief almost did that like just happen type moment. Yep. And
0: it 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 didn't feel real. It didn't feel real. Like I was like, no, this isn't real.
3: (laughs) dude. It felt like I'm going to tell you this right now. I've played like, not like gigantic hands of blackjack, but I played like at a $15 table before. And I bet like 20 bucks in a $15 table and i doubled down on that so like 40 bucks on the fucking table i doubled into a fucking 20 and the dealer gave himself a 21 and it just was that feeling of like dread and like oh my god what just happened yes it like that's what it felt like and the craziest part about that was unbeknownst to
1: us at the time that was just the beginning to a crazy rest of the fucking game (laughs) because then after that tcu gets the ball back i mean i i can't even recall play by play what happens you force up it really did just did seem though like the way it felt to me, TCU's offense really just ran through a bunch of, like, gigantic passing plays where they were taller and Dude, more athletic. It was
3: like that. They were just trying to throw, like, fucking haymakers, like, yes. all the time. Yes. And then they would just but, hit some. It was bullshit.
1: Yes, they would hit some of them. Both quarterbacks actually missed a couple haymakers, too, which was another just, like, deflating part of the game. But you get the you get the Quentin Johnson, fum, Qu- Johnson fumble as well. That kind of just came out of nowhere on a big play where you didn't expect it. Julius Brantz is getting just burnt all freaking game. And then comes up with –
2: Well,
1: he comes up with a giant interception in their end zone as well. Yeah. Takes the touchdown off the board. Julius Brantz was
0: only – Julius Brantz was targeted eight times, and only two of them were recorded – were true catches. So was he really burnt?
3: I
1: mean, okay, but – does the one where it was thrown into the center of the field to nobody and Quentin Johnston just ran to it? I mean – That was just that, a busted cover. I don't know what was going on.
3: Well, there. No, there was like, no I safety, mean, so Duggan just threw it in the middle of the field and Quentin Johnston just broke off his
0: right, route. Right, because
1: Julius Brents is in position. It's just the ball yeah. was so far out of position that it put like Brents out of position too. Yeah, Johnston like, just did yeah. way better
0: at – Johnston was just really good at tracking that ball like in that scenario. Yeah, yeah and that's just chemistry. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, the D. De- the- fuck it. Johnson's down Brent's here somewhere.
3: Really, <laughs> Brents didn't really have much of a chance on that. If Brents makes that play, like, he's a first-round pick because you have to have such fluid hips and ball-tracking skills to do that shit. Um, I don't know. Brents had, like, one of the weird games of all time because, like, he would get toasted or get called for pass interference, and then he forces a fumble, gets a pick, but then he also, like, misses what would be probably the game. Oh, my day. God.
1: You forget that one, too. Dude, yeah, we were celebrating one that hurt. one a long time before we realized that was actually a drop as well. Dude, same
3: thing with the Cade Warner no catch. I thought that sh- I thought he got that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this
1: game was fucking insane.
0: It was yeah. just full of drop. Draw- it was an ESPN. Like, that's a classic. classic. Like, that's a, that's a, a classic. That's a bad
3: hood classic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It was a great
3: game. um, I think my two last things on this game are, one, I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, I wouldn't change any play in that game for anything because we won. I don't care. I felt awful during a lot of the game because of it, but well worth it. Um, Two, Aaron Pakta is a fucking mixed drink fiend. That dude walked into Texas Live just fucking double vodka sp- – two double vodka sprites just out the gate. Yeah. It was bad. We were I, there by 9 o'clock. I
1: woke up the next morning, and, um, like, we – obviously, game's fucking crazy. You went – when there was a change of momentum, like, like we said, it was immediate, and it was just fucking hard. So you would just – yell and scream immediately and then you'd get the crowd back into it you're yelling on defense i woke up the next morning and i just like tried to pronounce words to aaron when i had woke up across the hotel room and i knew that like my mouth was moving and my brain was telling my mouth to make words except i just couldn't do it it was just nothing man there was no voice that left anymore we gave Every, I mean, everything we've done this season—building up the whole team, the tailgating, the yelling at the rest of the games, drunk air in Texas games—all of that—that that was all leading up to this moment, that. this Big 12 championship game, where everything came together as a team, as a fan base, as a family, and we did it, guys. We fucking did it.